is a presentation of Radio Alabama Sports. This broadcast is copyrighted by Radio Alabama for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast, descriptions, or accounts of the game without Radio Alabama's consent is strictly prohibited. is right here. This is Fayetteville Wolves football on the Fayetteville Sports Network presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. Sponsored by Toyota of Sylacauga, Allen Brew Market, Chick-fil-A, Coosa Valley Medical Center, Area Real Estate, Childersburg Primary Care, Movement Mortgage, State Farm Agent Sheila Curtis, Coosa Valley Auto Sales, Sylacauga Chamber of Commerce, Harvey's on Noble, Cup of Grace Cafe and Coffee Shop, Van Zant Hardware, Swin Print, Sycamore Federal Credit Union, Amya, Coosa Valley Recycling, Marble City Pharmacy, District 33 State Representative Ben Robbins, Heritage Freight, State Farm Agent Albia Steers, Sylacauga Parks and Recreation, First Bank of Alabama, and Coosa Valley MRI. Now, here's color analyst Jacob Bassett and the voice of Fayetteville Wolves Athletics, Blake Bagley. Now, you're home for live Wolves football on the flagship for Fayetteville Wolves Athletics, RadioAlabamaSports.net, and the Radio Alabama Sports app. Now, voice of Fayetteville Wolves Athletics, Blake Bagley. Welcome into John Cox Stadium on a wet Friday evening where we're previewing the matchup between the Fevel Wolves and the Childersburg Tigers. Uh, this is just the second time they've met here in recent years. I know they didn't play when I was in high school, but they renewed the rivalry starting last season, played at home, of course, on a Saturday last year, Jacob, because, uh, you know, we had the bad hurricane come in. It was the last game of the season last year as well. Uh, this is... We've coined it, or I guess David really has coined this, the Coosa River Clash. So um, the Wolves looking to here, see if they can get an upset win on the road over the home team Tigers who have been playing great in the latter half of this season. Yeah, it's hard to believe we're already on the last game of the year. You know, we started out strong and kind of kind of diminished towards the end of the year. But, yes, this Chillisburg team has gotten better. But if you look at the Atlanta Braves this year, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And I think Chillisburg, yes, depending, like, you look at their schedule, they have a schedule kind of like ours. You have the Trinity and Montgomery Catholic. Put those aside. They played played some strong games out, you know, they started out with Comer this year, didn't play pretty. It got ugly here quick, fast, and in a hurry. But I think since then, this Chillisburg team's gotten better. Well, you know, Jacob, too, I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and, and uh and say it you know with teams like montgomery catholic and trinity it's just not fair that they're playing in the same divisions as, as schools that that can't recruit you look at your Childersburg, your comers or solid programs they can't go out and get people they have to rely on people that are actually in their era area uh to you know to play on their football team whereas montgomery catholic i mean when they played comer i I think they said they dressed out like 60-something guys. So it's just not fair. I hope Childersburg gets treated a little bit more respectfully here uh, when they're reclassified coming up this year. Maybe the same for the Wolves as well. But we didn't even get five seconds into this broadcast, and you had to bring up your Atlanta Braves who are playing this evening. Yeah, game three tonight. I'm excited, but I'm excited about this one. It's going to be a no-look Fayetteville Wolves team tonight. You know, a lot of stuff going on. We'll touch on that later. Not going in, you know, details about what it was just – 
stuff happens for you know here it is the last game of the year and we are we have a spring game basically yeah but basically jacob you know have like you touched on it we have seven uh guys out seven starters all the skilled players on the offensive side of the ball are out tonight um except for our running back hunter hammonds who will be starting at quarterback this evening so you know shorthanded Wolves team tonight, but I, as I was talking with John Limbaugh last night, he's going to get his best effort from the guys he's got out there. They're out there proving, trying to prove themselves for next season's team, um, and so they're trying to build momentum going into next year. And it would be huge if they could come in here and get this upset win tonight. Yeah, there's a lot of players going to make the most of this opportunity. You know, from from uh, like there's a senior Brody Nolan. You know, he's going to get a start tonight. He's a senior, hadn't started all year, but we call him Big Game Brody because every time he touches the football, he makes magic happen. All the way down to an eighth grader in Aiden Blair getting a start tonight. Uh, oh, really, Jacob? Yeah. I didn't actually have a chance to look at that as we, you know, ran into technical difficulties getting everything set up. But, yeah, that's great getting the young guys involved. And, yeah, Big big Game Brody, I mean, the Joker had one carry for 90 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he's – He's right there with the guys who have started every game this season. Of course, Childersburg and Fevel coming in this game both at three and six. So you're not going to get to 500 uh, for either team, but four and six looks like a better year than three and seven. Um, but you're talking about Childersburg. It ain't how you start; it's how you finish. The Wolves have finished pretty poorly this year. Two and one start, and since then they are one and six. Yeah, and Chillsburg's playing with a chip on their shoulder tonight. Twenty five, you know, rather. This being homecoming for the Tigers, you know, they had their homecoming schedule. It was against Trinity, I think, but, you know, Trinity being the better team, you wanted to play with somebody that you can actually compete with. So they moved the game, moved that homecoming game to this game right here. It's obviously the last game of the season. So, you know, there's seniors on both sides that really want to go out on top. Absolutely. And, Jacob, this field is just great. This is my first – I drive by it all the time. I mean, my uh, the office where I work at is like a mile down the road. I drive by here all the time. It's my first time being in here, and, and this is by far the best stadium we've been to all year. I mean, you come in the front, and you have kind of a little open area for people to set up. you got a few booths set up. They're feeding the alumni tonight. I mean, just a great atmosphere. The the stands are starting to fill up a little by little. Unfortunately, we probably won't have a great turnout because of the weather this evening, um, but it really feels like a fun night of football. Yeah, I was here for the Comer game earlier in the year, you know, with David and Robert over there in the Chillsburg side. and I tell you, that was my first time here. You know, me growing up in the era that I did, we played at the old John Cox Stadium over there. But I tell you this, a distinction. I told you this right before we went on. No matter where Chillsburg plays, there's always going to be a train behind us. That that it is, Jacob. There's a train track right over there, and then when they played their old place, there was a train track about the same distance. And 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 even though this is you know Childersburg. This is more leaning to the Bonaire side for the locals there. If you're not local, then you don't know. But, uh, you know, it's right in between the, the Childersburg-Bonaire um, deal, even though Bonaire technically isn't a town. It's just a little community, kind of like Fevel. That's where John Limbaugh lives, too. Actually, yeah, it is. I'm not going to give away the road he lives on, but I, like I was talking to him yesterday, I worked right over here. I passed his, his wife driving on the tractor, and unfortunately she had on some uh, Alabama Crimson Tide gear. And I, I talked to Coach Limbaugh about that last night. 
I told him, I guess you just can't win them all. Yeah, as Limbaugh said, he's he's been trying to fix that. He converted her to a Methodist, but couldn't convert her to an Auburn fan. But, you know, you got to gotta win some and you lose some. And I'd pick your battles with your wife, you know. But where this field is set, if you know anything about Chillisburg High School, this is on the other side of the woods. The band actually marched into the stadium tonight. They built a sidewalk through the woods. I thought that was pretty cool. Let me tell you, Jacob, they can do so much with that. This is just, you know, Chillisburg used to be the school to go to, and it kind of went down there for a little while, but it's kind of being built back up to what it used to be. Uh, and it, it's just great, like you said, seeing the sidewalk, the band come in as we were getting here. We're just so excited to be here this evening, to be on Mix 106. Thanks to uh, Lee, Michael, and Jeremy getting that together for us. And so we're just great, to, glad to be on the air. And, and if you guys don't want to listen to us, uh, David and them are on 100.3. But if it was me, I'd keep it here. Yeah, we're going to have some fun tonight. You know, we might talk a little Braves, talk a little college football. But a lot of football here tonight to be played between the Tigers and the Wolves. It's going to be a fun one. Yeah, it is, Jacob. And we're less than five minutes into our broadcast, and you've done talked about the Braves twice. I'm going to keep count this evening um and i am not a bandwagoner like most people i want them to win but i'm not acting like i've been a braves fan my whole life i don't even watch baseball that much yeah i'm i'm a lifer i guess you could say but you know the last time they were in the world series you wasn't even born yeah that's a good point yep yep you're right well you know the last time auburn won in baton rouge i wasn't even alive yet so you know i've I'm fairly young. Well, that happened this year, so maybe the Braves will get that ring. It did. Uh, We'll see uh, how that goes. Absolutely. I hope they can do that. But, Jacob, tonight, the Wolves being depleted, you know, they're probably down on themselves a little bit because they're missing a lot of their starters. The rug was kind of pulled out from under them because they didn't know this until yesterday that this was going to happen. How, If you're John Limbaugh, how do you keep these guys focused on the game at hand and to come out and not be down on themselves and mentally be out of this game from the start? Well, since the Ranburn game ended, the clock struck zero last Friday night. They went into that Childersburg game plan. What are you going to do with this offense? You have so many weapons. And like you said, yesterday that rug was just snatched out from under them, and now you had to go with a completely different game plan. You had to put people in positions that they've probably never played before, but it's always next man up. And in two-way football, there's not many people that is that next man up. I mean, essentially, Jacob, you're 100% correct. I mean, you look at these guys, you're really losing 14 guys because seven of them play on both sides of the ball as the the Wolves trot out here. And not very many guys dressed out tonight. They're coming out with our gold helmets and uh, with white on white. And so it shouldn't be too much trouble distinguishing between these two teams. But, yeah, Jacob, I mean, when you're in 2A football, you already can't afford to lose guys but seven, um, and now you're having to put out your younger guys who might not be as well conditioned as the vets. Yeah, and that offensive line we've had all year, you know, that's been the biggest offensive line in quite some time for the Wolves. But you're going to have to go and replace some of those guys too. And then really, that's where the game starts is on that offensive line. That it does, Jacob. Your line, you got a lot of size to it. The Wolves, even though they've had a lot of size to the line, they've really got bullied around by other teams. Childersburg was a game coming in early in the season that you thought was probably going to be, you know, you could count as a win. It was 60-40 in favor of Fevel the first couple weeks of the season. Now the pendulum has swung, and Childersburg, in my opinion, is heavily favored in this game. Yeah, when you lose a, a group of skill guys like you did, I mean, that – obviously will swing that pendulum and unfortunately for the wolves that might make him for a long night but i hope not hopefully these boys have heart hopefully 
Coach Limbaugh has instilled to them, hey, make the most of this opportunity and see what you can do tonight. Well, there's one thing about Coach Limbaugh. He may lose on the field, but he will lose with winners. He will always have his guys playing with the most, utmost integrity. Just look at us when we play basketball. We uh, we weren't very good, but we always kept our head up and had a good attitude. And, and that's one thing Coach Limbaugh is great at is keeping guys involved and, and, and keeping their head up. Yeah. Last week, you know, we played Ramburn. They were very nice to us, you know. It's a football game. There's no need to get worked up. Yes, this is a rivalry game. It's a new rivalry game, but there's no need to get worked up. And like you said, we, we lose with winners. And I see nothing but sportsmanship come from this Fayetteville football team. Absolutely. We're talking about Fayetteville having a lot of sportsmanship. Let's swing it over here to Childersburg, man. I mean, Johnny Johnson, we talked about it last night. Utmost respect for that guy. Carries himself with a lot of class and integrity. Um, just a great guy to be around. Like I said, I would like to just go sit down and have a beer with him, even though we'd have to do it somewhere not in a public setting because I'm not 21 yet. So even though we couldn't do it at a bar, you know, I would just love to hang out with him and, and get some insight to him. He has his guys playing with utmost respect and integrity. I've never known Coach Johnson to ever get out of line. Well, you know, between the, the Johnson show and the Limbaugh show every Thursday night, he's walking down the hallway as we're walking into the studio to get ready for the John Limbaugh show. He always has something nice to say. Hey, guys, how are you doing? You know, gives us that little fist bump. He don't shake hands. He fist bumps. But, hey, not there's not many coaches out there, you know, they're, hey, my part's done. I need to get home. I got a game tomorrow. No, Johnny Johnson will take time out of his day to talk to you. Yeah, that he will, Jacob, and he doesn't have this air about him like a lot of people do, not just coaches, but, you know, people in general. He doesn't have an air about him that says, I'm better than you. Down-to-earth, humble guy, and, and I'm just so glad that he's doing what he's doing here at Childersburg, and he has a huge support from the fan base as well as the alumni and the organization itself, um, and Jacob is – the Childersburg bands out there. I'm not. I think they're they're getting ready to play the national anthem. And there he is. They ask us to please stand, so we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the Federal Football Pre-Game Show on Mix 106.5, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. You need a local insurance agent, someone that lives in your community, someone that can be there at the drop of a hat, like a good neighbor. State Farm Agent Albie Steers can help you identify your insurance needs and help you choose the right policy. And when you need him, State Farm Agent Albie Steers is there for you. State Farm Agent Albie Steers in Silicaga. Online at albiesteers.net. Please come by to enjoy some of the great deals at Coosa Valley Auto Sales in beautiful Sylacauga, Alabama. Get up to $10,000 off 2017 and 2018 F-150 4x4s. Please enjoy the game and come by and see us at 35184 Highway 280 in beautiful Sylacauga, Alabama from 10.30 in the morning until 5 o'clock p.m. Monday through Friday and 10.30 until 12.30 on Saturdays. Call us at 256-267-0296. Coosa Valley MRI is open and ready to serve you when it comes to scheduling your MRI exam. Hi, I'm Robin Angelo, Director of Coosa Valley MRI. We have implemented COVID infection control measures to keep you as safe as possible. We make the scheduling process easy no matter where your health care provider is located. Simply have your physician call or fax in your MRI order and we will handle the rest. Coosa Valley MRI, where patients come first. Learn more at coosavalleymri.com. Taste it and 
Grace Cafe. The August cup of the month is Morning Rush. It's chocolate chip cookie dough espresso with chocolate chip cookie dough bites. But if that isn't your cup, they have 25 other flavors and a variety of sugar-free flavors as well. Cup of Grace on First Street in both Sylacauga and Childersburg. Order online for pickup or curbside. Just search for Cup of Grace Cafe. Taste it. Omia is proud to have been a part of Sylacauga since 1992 and is delighted to be a contributor to the continued growth of Marble City. Omia strives for the very same excellence at their workplace as student athletes do in the classroom and on the field and court. Omia says good luck to all Sylacauga Aggie athletes. To learn more about the innovations at Omia, visit omia.com. That's O-M-Y-A dot com. Omia, supplying superior products throughout the southeastern and southwestern United States. Are you looking for extra money? Coosa Valley Recycling pays top dollar for aluminum, copper, brass, steel, old appliances, and even old cars. Coosa Valley Recycling is located a few miles southeast of Sylacauga on Highway 280. They're open Monday through Friday. Call for hours and rates at 256-245-4300. Coosa Valley Recycling, where the customer gets paid. When choosing a real estate agent, you want someone you can trust. Whether you're looking for your forever home, looking for an investment property, or that great lake house to retire to, Area Real Estate is the group you want on your side. Their experience in the industry and being a member of the National Association of Realtors guarantees that you'll get the best deal on your next property. They serve all of this area, including Lake Martin. Check their website for listings at arearealestateinc.com. Looking for a church home? We invite you to visit First Baptist Church of Sylacauga. First Baptist provides sound doctrine and worship with many opportunities for spiritual growth and meeting new friends. Currently, Sunday morning worship is in person beginning at 11. First Baptist is located at the intersection of Fort Williams and Broadway Avenue, right across from the post office. But you may also view our Sunday services live streamed at theupliftingword.com. Just listen to the radio and you'll hear it. Financial institutions with ads saying they'll treat you like family. What does that even mean? Nothing. Do they give you the best auto loans? $100 for refinancing your auto loan? What about rebates on the interest you pay? Coosa Pines FCU does. Coosa Pines was voted best auto loan provider in the Coosa Valley. And through December 31st, we're giving away $100 cash back on every auto, boat, or tractor loan over $10,000 that you bring to us from another lender. Coosa Pines FCU, where you belong. Membership required and certain exclusions apply. Federally insured by NCUA. on Noble has something for everyone. Private parties, live music, and entertainment. The perfect date night. The best appetizers and wonderful entrees. Don't forget to check the Harvey's on Noble social media pages to stay up to date on weekly specials. Harvey's on Noble in Sylacauga. Open Wednesday through Saturday. Harvey's on Noble. Voted best atmosphere and best entertainment venue in the Coosa Valley. Swin the Printers serves all your printing needs. As a full-service printer, Swin can do everything you need to complete your project. If you can dream it, Swin can print it. Swin is dedicated to providing high-quality printing and excellent customer service to businesses and individuals alike throughout the Coosa Valley and beyond. Call Gary, Janice, or Clay today at 256-245-3236 or visit Swin online at swinprint.com.
is the Radio Alabama Sports Kickoff Show on the Fayetteville Sports Network, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. Welcome back to the Federal Football Pregame Show on Mix 106.5, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union here on a rainy Friday night in Childersburg, Alabama. Myself, Blake Bagley, alongside Jacob Bassett. Um, Jacob, this one might smell like a blowout for the Wolves this evening, unfortunately. Well, we can't let it get to that point, Blake. We can't let them score early. That was the difference in our game last week. Ramburn scored early and often in the first quarter. But after that, we kind of toned their game down a little bit, played our game the best that we could, and we we let them score late in the second half, which put the score up 14 to nothing. But that second half was actually closer than what the rest of the score showed. Absolutely, Jacob. And you know with Childersburg, knowing that the Wolves are missing some guys, they're going to line up heavy and put a lot of guys in the box, try to stop the run, because you know that's what John Limbaugh is going to do, is try to get the run established early, especially with younger guys in there. Children's Bird is going to be expecting it. So I think if you're John Limbaugh and the Wolves, you want to come out guns blazing with an air raid offense to start the game. Well, one thing this Wolves team has been lacking all year is that run game, and our running back is actually going to be our quarterback tonight. So you're going to have to find something somehow, some way, establish that running game. Put in an eighth. I think Aiden Blair can run the football well if they can open up holes for him. He, you know, yes, he's coming up from JV, and JV, he actually ran the ball some, did pretty good. Last week, he had a solo tackle in a varsity football game, an eighth grader. Hey, a, man. A solo tackle. Look, dude, I've been trying to get my, my little cousin. Who, uh, his name's Trent, man, and he's homeschooled. But I'm trying to get him back into public school. He would help this Wolves team tremendously. He's like Dakota's Ogle's size, and he's 12. No, he's 14. Never mind. But and we try, we play football in the yard. And I'm trying to get him out to come and play. So that way, that you know, they're losing a lot of guys on the line, Jacob, and, and they need some guys to replenish that. There's some guys that are big, but you look at next year, the size isn't there for the O line. Yeah, you're losing Dakota Ogle. You're losing Austin Jones, Kaz Duke. Kaz Duke's the center. You're going to have to find somebody next year that has that ability, as Kaz does, to be able to snap the football with precision because Kaz Duke hardly ever misses a snap. He's missed two snaps over the course of the whole season. So you take that. That's quite a few plays, Jacob. That's over 99% success rate as our captains for both teams will be taking the field. And uh, we'll be awaiting the coin tosses. We're less than five minutes to kick off and um i the wolves just got to come out there and play their brand of football and not get out of the game mentally to start off and another factor in this game it's been raining all day so you're going to have a wet football so it's going to be up to the water boys on both sides of the field to keep those balls dry and you know i've seen coaches me running chains i've seen coaches they don't like that wet football no they don't jacob and you cannot throw the ball in these kind of conditions you might see a low scoring defensive battle tonight uh, because both teams are going to have to keep it on the ground. That favors Childersburg in that area as well because they like to run the ball and line up heavy. And, and the Wolves are more of a spread team that like to get a little, a lot of quick passes out. So that's one thing that favors Childersburg. They're here at home. Uh, they have the size advantage. they got more guys out here than the Wolves do. So uh, I think this game leans heavily towards Childersburg this evening, Jacob. Yeah, and the rain has finally stopped. And uh 
So the rain stopped. The coin's about to be tossed. I'm ready to kick this thing off. I'm ready for the last game of the season. Like I said, it's hard to believe we're already at that point. Absolutely, Jacob. When we started out, I remember my first game was the Horseshoe Bend game, second game of the season. There was a lot of hope for this Wolves team, um, and the Wolves will receive the football first, and we'll see which way Childersburg chooses to defend starting off the game. But um, there was a lot of hope for this Wolves team, and, and since that win, Jacob, there has not been a whole lot of daylight. Yeah, like but we ran into the buzzsaw. That is our region. You know, we have Lynette. We have Comer. We have Ranburn, who just snuck their way into the playoffs last week. Vincent got us, and, you know, just all the way around. I think it was a factor of our region as to the way that we played this year. Absolutely, Jacob. I, I would agree, but – it just seemed like some games the effort just wasn't all all there, um, and, and I think that's one reason we got down big in a few games we shouldn't have. Vincent, one of them. Vincent's not that great of a football team, and we made them look great. Here come the Wolves out of their banner, headed over to their sideline across from it, and here come the Tigers. They're running out, and everybody's excited here. Stadium still not as full as you would see most times, um, and the Wolves did not travel a, a whole lot of people, but you take normally each player brings three or four people, so you're down 30 people in the stands over there. Yeah, that, that road field advantage just don't look like it's going to be there tonight. No, it doesn't, Jacob. Is We're less than a minute here from kickoff. Give me a final score prediction. I'm going to say 42-21. I, I, I I like where you're going with that, but I think it's going to be a little bit more low scoring. I think it's going to be a close game until probably late in the third quarter. The Wolves just are depleted tonight. They don't have the guys. I think Childersburg will probably end up winning this game 24-12. to yeah, It's going to be exciting. We're about to kick this thing off, so we're about to watch it all unfold. Absolutely. The uh, second consecutive year of the Coosa Valley Clash is about to get underway, and Jacob, I have a feeling that this is going to become a big rivalry in the upcoming years with them playing at the end of the season. A rivalry is just not a rivalry if you don't play at the end of the year. Yeah, and this year we're playing, we're actually getting the call this game. We didn't get to call it last year because there was no power at the school, so I helped, you know, David and them a little bit last year. They ran off of a battery, so it was Either the clock was going to strike zero in the fourth quarter or we're going to run out of battery. So we have power. We have lights. This Friday night, I'm ready for some football. Yeah, let's get this game underway, Jacob. And they're getting ready to kick this thing off. And for the Tigers, I do not have his number uh, on the roster. Warlick, excuse me, he's going to kick this thing off. And before we can get anything underway, there's a yellow handkerchief out there and it'll probably be offsides on the kicking team so that'll back them up five yeah i think a, a gunner was a little too excited for this game to start and he he got a head start before everybody else referee saw it you just can't do that no nope, you can't do that jacob and you see Childersburg came to play but maybe their jitters won't get to them but that's what we want if you're a wolves fan and, and you're tuning in thank you guys for listening to us WFXO HD2 Stewartville and W293CQ Silicaga. And uh, Jacob, now maybe we can get this ball underway as Childersburg's now kicking it from the 35 yard line. Well, real quick, last night we talked about these Childersburg Fayetteville connections. Warlick's daddy used to be the Fayetteville at principal. Uh, that principal he did. And it's going to be a short kick to the middle of the field. It's fielded at the 20, to the 25, to the 30. Brought down about the 36. That was number 14, Cameron Hammonds. 
Um, and the Wolves got decent starting field position here, and, and we'll see what this offense can do starting things out, Jacob. You look for Brody Nolan and Levi Phillips, both seniors, have a big game through the air. Well, we know Levi Phillips can catch the ball. He caught the winning touchdown at Horseshoe Bend, so we're going to need him to step up. Big game Brody needs to step up tonight, but it all starts with how well Hunter Hammonds plays. That it does, so we'll get to see him now. First snap. From their own 36-yard line, they come out in eye formation with two receivers split out to the far side. Hammonds is going to take the snap under center. It's going to be handed off to Baker up the middle. Baker gets five yards, spins around, picks up two more. So not a bad run to start off the game. The line opened up holes, and you're looking at second and short. And this is what you want to do if you're the Wolves. Stay ahead of the chains. Yeah, nice little hole there by the by the new-look offensive line, I should say. You're missing a key part of it, but we're not going to go into that. But a nice hole to be able to get. Baker up the middle. Absolutely, Jacob. So we'll see what awaits him on this second down play. Hammonds up under center once again. He's going to take the snap. It's going to be a fullback dive up the middle. And they might be generous and give him one, but I don't even think he got that much. As they might have got back to the line of scrimmage. Uh, looks like it's going to be a loss of a few inches there, but the, the hole just closed up. Nowhere to go. All righty. So a key third down. Does Coach Limbaugh trust Hunter Hammonds right here to go through the air? Is he going to play it conservative and stay on the ground? You yeah. don't want a three and out to start things. A lot of unknowns going into this game. Absolutely. Baker in the backfield with Hammonds. Hammonds under center. Oh, and they drew the Tigers offsides. That's five free yards and a first down. I'll take it. Hey, it doesn't matter how you get it as long as you get there. Yeah, last week that was Fayetteville's problem was getting offsides, having false starts and all that. So maybe this, maybe we'll see a better discipline Fayetteville Wolves football team. Absolutely. You got younger guys. They're uh, going to be paying a lot more attention. Like I said, they're trying to fight for a starting position next season. So you know that they're going to be playing their best brand of football, and that is offsides on the Tigers, and that'll be a first down out towards the 50, Jacob. So that's two offsides penalties on the Tigers early. Yeah, and uh, it looks like they're trying to, to show up and show out for this home crowd, and, and they're getting a little ahead of themselves here, Jacob. You just got to let the game come to you. Yeah, that you do, and that's what the Wolves have to do if they're wanting to get this win tonight here on the road. Eye formation once again, two receivers Split out to the left side of the field. Hammonds takes a snap. He's going to give it to Baker. Baker is going to jump around. He's going to run over a few guys carrying some men, and he picked up about seven yards, five of them being after contact. Nice job by Baker right there. Not to go down on first contact, keeps the feet moving and gets those extra yards, and now we're looking at second and short. Absolutely, Jacob. And, and this Wolves team, you know, they're doing exactly what John Limbaugh loves to do, looking more like a traditional Wolves offense. You know, they've already run two minutes off of the clock, and they're just past midfield. Two receivers to the near side this time. Hammond's under center. He's going to take the snap, and it's going to be a handoff to Baker to the right side. Childersburg had that one sniffed out. That's going to be a loss of four, bringing up third and long. Yeah, Baker was just nowhere to go, and it was for a loss right there. I don't see why we shouldn't go to the air or here on third and long. I don't understand why you don't go to the air before then because Fevel has run four straight running plays. Childersburg knew it was coming. Johnny Johnson had his guys ready. Now the Wolves are in a third and long situation. If you're John Limbaugh, you got to throw the ball right here. Hammonds under center. He takes a snap, and he rolls out. It's going to be a pass. 
He's gobbled up in the backfield. The back at the 41, now you'll see the punt team. Looks like he was trying to evade a defender, and he slipped on the turf, and there's that turf monster you always talk about. Yeah, he's down. Awkward landing there for Hammonds. Is he's very slow to get up. That means we'll be going to QB3 on the depth chart. His brother Cameron, if I had to guess, John Limbaugh's out there. And uh, while he's there tending him, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, uh, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. We'll be back shortly. Hi, I'm Robin Angelo, Director of Coosa Valley MRI, business recipient of the American College of Radiology Accreditation and Joint Commission Best Practice Awards. Our vision, mission, and values at Coosa Valley MRI is part of our working platform of excellence that you deserve. COVID infection control measures are in place to keep you as safe as possible so you can focus on what is important, your MRI exam. Schedule your appointment today. Learn more at coosavalleymri.com. Listening to the Fayetteville Sports Network, presented by Radio Alabama Sports. Now back to the action. Welcome back to John Cox Stadium. As we just got the first drive wrapped up, the Wolves got a first down, and then after a few losses on a couple plays, they're forced to punt. And uh, so Levi's out to kick this thing off, and it's going to be a deep kick. Lands at the 30. It's going to take a feeble bounce down to the 25 to the 20, and it's down at about the 18-yard line. So not too bad of a punt, and now we got to see if this Wolves defense can stand strong. Yeah, the, the Tigers are going to start inside the 20. That's where you wanted to put that punt. Now you just got to step up on defense and make plays and get the football back. Absolutely, Jacob. So this is our first uh, look at this Childersburg offense. And we'll see what they can do with their opening possession. Jacob, you would think they definitely want to get down there and uh, and punch it in for six. So we'll see what Johnny Johnson comes out and doing. Knowing that they are missing a few linemen, he's definitely probably going to try to to pound the ball up the middle. As you see, the Wolves know that the run's coming. In the shotgun. Oh, they send some guys out wide. And it's a weird-looking formation, Jacob. Yes. Going to take the snap, drops back to pass. He's going to step up wide open at the 35 to the 40 to the 45. He's gone for a touchdown, and that's six points. Touchdown, Childersburg Tigers. Yeah, just a breakdown on defense right there. And as is the most case in just about every game we play this year, Childersburg has some size on this Fayetteville team, but you got to – Get your skill position guys on this Fayetteville offense. You got to get them going, and got to keep them out of the end zone. Absolutely, Jacob. As as number twelve, Mr. Swain caught that for a touchdown pass. And uh, you know we talked about they were cheating up. Should have expected the pass, and he was wide open. He only had to beat one defender who was chasing him down. So that's six points there for the Tigers on their first play from scrimmage. Snaps good, holds good, kicks good by Warlick. So we'll keep it here. And, and just over four minutes into the game, the Wolves find themselves in a 7 to nothing hole. Yeah, they just fixed the scoreboard. But I was fixing to say that might be what we're looking at here in the third quarter, but hopefully not. 
This Wolves team needs to step up, make plays, hold on to the football, and protect your quarterback where he can get a good pass in. Yeah, Jacob, you definitely got to open things up and give Hunter Hammond some more options. If if they see him running the ball up the middle every time, it's going to be a long night for the Wolves offense. Yeah, I think Limbaugh was just running it up the middle, kind of like what he did with the Lynette game and killing the clock. You know, Fayetteville had the football for – the first 10 minutes of game clock, and I just don't see that happening tonight. You've got to move the ball upfield. Yeah, Jacob, I 100% agree with you. And so we'll see what they can do here tonight. And the Wolves, you just want to weather the storm. They just look depleted like we talked about. And you just ain't got your guys here. And it, it just it might make for a rough night for the Wolves. Yeah, like I said, it could get ugly quick, fast, in a hurry, but we've got to make plays to prevent that. Absolutely. You saw some light there from the offense to start this thing out, but uh, after that first, oh, that's an onside kick that's going to go out of bounds, but not after it touches, a, not before it touches a Wolves player. And, well, they're going to throw the flag anyway, so maybe he didn't touch it. And we'll, we'll see what, what the call is here. Yeah, this would be a good break for the Wolves. You're going to start out with excellent field position because it went before it got to the 35, so you're going to play it where it falls, and that's going to be about the 42, 43-yard line, so we got to make the most of this opportunity. Absolutely, Jacob, and, and see what these guys can do. You know, like we said, they shone a little bit of light there just a minute ago, but, you know, it, you're, they're being predictable so far on offense, so they really need to open things up. And now you see Hunter Hammonds is not out there. His brother Cameron is in under center. Uh, so he's an eighth grader. Takes the snap. It's going to be handed off to Baker around the left side. He makes a few men miss. Powers forward for maybe two yards. And that's where the referee will spot it. There we go with the run play again. You've got to start passing on the early downs and not get to a third down situation where this Tiger defense knows you're going to pass. Yeah, Jacob, like we just talked about, you can't be predictable and they are being predictable early. So a second down and eight, you got to put the ball in the air. Is I don't know where Hunter Hammonds is at the moment, Jacob, but he is not on the field. Yeah, they're all, he's across the way on the sideline. I can see him from here. They're tending to him, so hopefully it's nothing major, but I just don't see him coming back in this game. I don't either. It's going to be a snap handoff to the left side this time to Baker, who picks up about four yards. Yeah, great little run by Baker to move move the football a little bit, but now you're looking at third and long, and the Tigers know you're about to pass it. Yeah, this is an obvious passing situation, Jacob, so the Wolves are going to have to dial up something and try to trick this Tigers defense, who you know is expecting the pass right here. But you also can't run the ball because they're probably expecting that as well. I don't know what they're expecting, but the Wolves got to pull up something here to – to get the first down. You don't want to give it back to that high-powered offense that scored on their first play from scrimmage. Under center. Oh, and that's going to be a false start right there, and that's going to back them up five more yards. Yeah, and that's going to put you behind the chains, and they, just go, they were lined up in the I formation. Why they were doing that, I don't know. You've got to line up in a shotgun formation right there or any other you know, pass in the playbook, but now you've got to you – know, Chunk the ball a good 15 yards to get a first down. Yeah, that you do, Jacob. And you're relying on a younger guy to throw this ball, um, you know, because the play call, uh, the second la or the last play of the series before, 
you didn't give your quarterback very many options to throw to, so he was tackled for a loss. He got sacked deep in the backfield, and, and so now you're relying on even a younger guy back there at quarterback, and, and it looks like they'll probably run it again here, Jacob. Hammond's under center. He takes the snap. It's going to be a fake handoff, and he's going to run around to the right side, makes a couple men miss, gets about two yards, but he didn't have any hope for reaching the first down marker, and that'll bring on the punt team. Yeah, he tried to fool him a little bit because he tried to, he faked the handoff, but he tucked it and ran it. He got the ball a good five or six yards, but like you said, it's, it's now a punt situation. Yep, so we'll see Levi Phillips come out, and the returner is deep for the Childersburg Tigers. And he'll be set to return this thing. That is number three, Sherrod Robertson. So, awaiting the kick here. Good snap. And it's a fake. Levi fires one all. It was in his hands. It was a first down. And that is a drop by the Wolves receiver. Not sure who that was on the drop. Where number five that was, Big Game Brody. Yeah, that was the first bad game for Big Game Brody, Big Play Brody. But you know what? I like the play call. You threw him off, but I think that was that a victim of a wet football. Wow, Jacob, in his hands. Wow, that was a first down. Maybe they need to put Levi in there at quarterback. That was a bullet that he threw 20 yards down the field from where he was standing. Should have been a first down, but the football's wet. Nolan drops it, so they'll turn it over on downs. Tigers will take over from their own 48. Swain under center. They're running that wishbone set. He's going to take the snap and the ball's on the ground, but he jumps on it, so that's going to bring up second and 10. Yeah, great defense by the Wolves right there. You kind of threw him off because you looked like he had everybody playing up, getting ready to go after the quarterback, but he dropped the football and second and 10. Yeah, you don't want to waste plays like that, but the Wolves catch a break right there. Um, and there goes that train horn. Swain under center again. In the wishbone, takes the snap. It's going to be a toss to the right side. Wolves sniff that one out. Two-yard loss on the play, and that's going to bring up third and long, Jacob. And just like the Wolves don't want to be in that situation, the Tigers don't either. A great job by the Wolves defense right there to get penetration, get to the football, and get him down. And now you've got him behind the chains on yeah. third and 11. Yeah, Tilly had no chance on that one. No chance. As that Wolves defense was swarming around there. And we'll see what they can do. They actually gave him forward progress back to the line of scrimmage. So third and a long 10. And the shotgun set. Swain sends a man in motion. It's going to be a jet sweep to the left-hand side. Taking down the balls on the ground, but he was down. And that was Levi. Yeah, Levi threw that guy to the ground. That was Robertson again. And that's going to bring up fourth down, and this should be the punt team here for the Tigers. You know, we always talk about it's funny to watch a kicker make a tackle, but now your kicker actually has to be on defense. Yeah. And there he was with the big tackle. But not only is your kicker making tackles, he's also throwing the football, Jacob. I mean, what can this guy not do? Winball should have took notes and said, hey, we need to put him in at quarterback. Yeah, you might see that here on the next drive. As they're going to keep the offense out there and roll the dice. Swain drops back to pass. He's got plenty of time. Fires one over the middle. Of the field is caught at the 25 yard line and it's finally taken down at the 18. Swain hooks up with his big target again. The one who had the touchdown here just a few plays earlier. Now they're in the red zone. Yeah, and this is where you've got to 
you bent a little bit, but now you can't break because they're fixing to break this game wide open. Yeah, that they are, Jacob. Yeah, if they score here, if you're the Wolves, you had them stopped. And now, and that was Caleb Swain on the catch. So we got two Swains in there playing. Takes the snap. It's going to be handed off to the right side. Gets to the edge, and Evan Baker pulls him down. Almost got the horse collar, but I don't see a flag on the field. That's going to bring up second and ten. That was Robertson again on the carry. I don't think he had the shoulder pads. I think it was all jersey, but he did kind of fall down awkwardly. Yeah, right glad he was able to get back up. And excuse me, that was Tilly on the carry, not Robertson. And slow to get back to the line of scrimmage here. They're taking their time as we've run off about 10 minutes off of the game clock. Swain takes a snap. He fakes the handoff. He runs around to the left side. Levi Phillips, the only man that can catch him. He's not. He's in the end zone. That's six for Childersburg. 13 to nothing. Awaiting an extra point to make it 14. Well, now, so, you, now you're down two scores. You've got to find something going for yourself on offense, and you've got to score on this drive. That you do, Jacob. You can't get behind two scores and let them get the football back, uh, and that'll make for a long night. If you're the Wolves, you want a slow, methodical drive here, and you're going to have to throw the ball on the offense, and if you can't trust your quarterback to throw the ball, you're going to have to put somebody else in there that can throw it. And we know we just saw that Levi Phillips could possibly go in at quarterback. He, he threw that nice pass, but... It was in his hands, but the wet football, he dropped it. Absolutely, Jacob. Swain out there for the hold. Warlick with the kick, and he's going to shank it to the left. That's no good. Your new score, 13 to nothing. Two minutes left to go in the first. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the Federal Football Game of the Week on Mix 106.5. We'll be back to the action here shortly. Central Alabama Community College prepare you to be work ready for free. Enroll in the Ready to Work program and learn the skills you need to start a new career. Call 256-378-2017 to enroll. Classes are free and offered online. Don't let this free online training opportunity pass you by. Call 256-378-2017 today. Get ready to work with Central Alabama Community College's free online class. Call 256-378-2017. Central Alabama Community College. Central to you. Central to your success. Thanks to you, you had an impact. Colin Cowherd's show is on top. That's how you silence the haters. I hope we've all come to terms. Weekdays at noon on Fox Sports Central Alabama on 98.3 FM. School football brought to you by Radio Alabama Sports. Welcome back to John Cox Field, where the Wolves find themselves in a 13 to nothing hole, getting the football back here at the end of the first quarter. And Warlick with the squib kick, nobody returns it. It goes out of the end zone, and they'll set up at the 25. Well, here we go. This is where your offense needs to step up. You you were gifted the gift of a missed field goal, so now you need to. Get two scores, and you got a for sure leg on an extra point. So you need to start working towards the end zone. 
Pass the ball. That you do, Jacob, and, and you just touched on that. you got to get something going here. Coach Limbaugh always talks about resiliency, resiliency. Well, this is where your team shows if they're resilient or not and if their heart's really in it. They need to come out here and slowly march this thing down the field and get them a touchdown. And and before KJ gets mad at me for not mentioning him, we got him back tonight, and he's going to be here doing your halftime show. I had to give him a shout-out as we're almost all the way through the first quarter. So you'll get to listen to him at halftime as – that's going to be a handoff from Cameron Hammonds to Evan Baker, and Baker barely even got the ball before the Childersburg defense was in the backfield. Didn't catch the number, uh, but he was swallowed up for a loss of four. That's second 14. Yeah, this Childersburg defensive line just has the size, and that's something we don't have. You know, Austin Jones is our big biggest lineman, but there's three or four guys on the other side that out, outweigh him by a good 50 pounds. Absolutely, Jacob. And you know it's hurting them missing their skilled players tonight on the offensive side of the ball. As they'll line up again, two receivers split out to the far side. Cameron Hammonds is back under center. And there's a flag on the field. Not sure what it is, but we'll wait and see. Looks like a substitution infraction. Oh, and that's going to – that's substitution infraction – on Fevel, so that'll back them up five yards. And that's, that'll bring up about a second and 19. And, and Jacob, we said they needed to march down the field. You want to get ahead of the sticks. Well, they're behind the sticks facing a second and very long. Yeah, this thing is snowballing really fast, and we've, we've got to prevent that from happening. That we do, Jake. Almost to the end of the first quarter, you hadn't had much success on offense. Had a stop on defense, but you gave up a fourth down conversion. Hammond's under center. is going to take the snap. It's going to be a handoff to Baker once again. and He's met by a host of Tiger defenders, but on the takedown, that was number 55. Uh, for the Tigers, and he threw him down like it was nothing. Blew through past the blockers, and once again, I don't have his number. Yes, I do. That's Austin Luker who took him down, and I think his brothers actually played ball here, and, and James and Timothy. Timothy I believe and James. It. Yeah, yeah, they graduated about the same year I did. They uh, made an impact on the football field, no, no, no doubt. And while we're while we're on that subject of the Lukers, real quick, I want to pray for their family. They lost their granddaddy, Mr. Nick Matherson, this week. Oh man, I'm sorry to hear that, and definitely prayers for those guys. Is definitely going through a tough time. Hammond's going to take the snap, and it's going to be a fullback dive up the middle, a yard gain, and. I think everybody in the stands knew that a handoff was coming there, so that'll bring up fourth and 19, and you'll see the punt team out here to, to boot this one, and, and Levi's really going to have to get this one off of his foot if he uh, wants to flip the field position as he's punting out of his own end zone. Yeah, no, you can't have a bad snap right here, and it looks like Limbaugh just called a timeout. Well, I guess we'll take one with him. Jacob, you're listening to the Federal Football Game of the Week. On the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coos Pines Federal Credit Union, we'll be back here shortly uh, with more action. Hi, I'm Robin Angelo, Director of Coosa Valley MRI, business recipient of the American College of Radiology Accreditation and Joint Commission Best Practice Awards. Our vision, mission, and values at Coosa Valley MRI is part of our working platform of excellence that you deserve. COVID infection control measures are in place to keep you as safe as possible so you can focus on what is important, your MRI exam. Schedule your appointment today. Learn more at coosavalleymri.com.
Whether you're a contractor or a DIY home improver, Van Zandt Hardware and Supply has what you need. From paint, pipes, and tools, and they're a yellow wood distributor as well. Plus, they have professional advice if you need it. Go to Van Zandt Hardware and Supply on Highway 280 in Oak Grove, where perfection for the customer isn't a privilege, it's a standard. the second quarter of Fayetteville High School football. Brought to you by Radio Alabama Sports. Welcome back to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. Blake Bagley alongside Jacob Bassett. And Jacob, I don't know how Levi just got that one off of his foot. Uh, as he, It looked like he got tackled by three guys. Should have been blocked probably, but he was able to punt that thing out to the 40-yard line. And they did not take a timeout there. That was actually the end of the first quarter uh, where the Tigers lead 13 to nothing and are already on the other side of the 50-yard line looking to add to their lead. Uh, they've had all the momentum so far, and they've got all the points. Uh, Swain already with a rushing touchdown and a throwing touchdown. So we'll see what they dial up on this drive coming out here in the shotgun. Swain in the backfield. He's going to take the snap. It's going to be a handoff up the middle to Robertson, and he gets about three or four yards, keeps moving. The whistle still hasn't blown, and what is this with player safety? Um, he carries the pile all the way down to the 15, but, Jacob, that, that whistle probably should have been blown after he got about five yards. Yeah, his progress was stopped right there. And like you said, that's a safety concern. And he yeah. had like three linemen upfield bringing one of ours down. Somewhere you've got to say, hey, this ain't safe. Blow the whistle. His forward momentum is stopped. But there was no whistle there, and he got a 25 yards after that. Absolutely, Jacob. And, uh, yeah, that's that definitely player safety issue. So uh, I would have probably blown the whistle there a little earlier. Swain with the handoff again up the middle to Robertson, who gets about two yards before he's taken down, and he gets out to about the 15-yard line. Excuse me, that was Tilly on the carry. I get those guys confused. Yeah, now your defense is forced to make plays right here because you don't want to go up by three scores, you know, with ten minutes to go in the first half. Yeah, no, you don't want to, to go down that much early in the game, especially when your guys are tired, they're depleted, you, you know, you're shorted on guys. and This might be a long night for the Wolves as we're just under two minutes here into this second quarter. Tigers come out in the shotgun once again. Takes the snap. Swain is going to be a toss to Robertson to the left side. He's patient, jukes out a couple guys. But, Jacob, he ain't going anywhere past that line of scrimmage. As uh, This will bring up third and ten. Well, Brody Nolan was back there. Looked like he was arrested because the deep, the uh, running back from Chillsburg, I didn't quite get a number, had both of his hands behind his back, and there was a no call right there. Wait, do what now? Brody had his hands behind his back like he was being arrested trying to from that trying to keep him from making the tackle and there was no holding call. Oh yeah, that should have definitely been a holding call. Sorry, I didn't follow exactly what you were saying as as um he was taken down there for a one yard loss, so that'll bring up third and eleven. And Childersburg looking to add to this lead. Swain in the backfield. He takes the snap, and it's going to be a handoff to the right side. He's to the 15. He's to the 10, to the 5. Pushes his way into the end zone, 
That's six points for the Tigers and a good run by Philip Tilly to put them up 19 to nothing. And somebody laid out Cameron Hammonds, and I'm glad he was able to get up after that one. Yeah, and the, we're, we're kind of sitting away from everybody in the stadium, but you can hear their reaction to it. That was a big a big uh, stiff arm that bring, brought him down. Yeah, absolutely, Jacob. And that was a big play for this Tigers team as early in the second quarter. They're going to keep the offense out there to try to make this one a – well, yeah, they're going to make this – try to make two-point conversion. They haven't added the, the uh, six points to the board yet, but they're going to try to make this 21 nothing. Swain lines up in the pistol. Tilly behind him. He's going to take the snap hand off to Tilly. He's going to fake it. He got a man wide open at the goal line, and he cannot make the catch. So the score will stand at 19 to nothing. He was hit hard by a few Wolves defenders and dropped the football. So the score will stand at 19 to nothing. Yeah, and that was a great little defense right there by the Wolves defense to force that incompletion to I try to keep this score within reach. You know, two points is two points, and that, that puts you up three scores. Jacob, you've got to get something going here on this drive. It's already you're going to probably more than likely lose this football game, but you want to at least keep the score respectable. And if you can't punch it in here, it, it may make a long night even longer. Yeah, you've got to have something positive to build on for next year because a lot of these guys on the field tonight will play next year. And you need something positive to go back and watch this film and get ready for spring practice and say, hey, this is what you did during the Chillsburg game. If you build off of this, you'll have success next year. Absolutely, Jacob. You want to be able to build momentum for next year's team because most of these guys who are playing tonight will be back uh, next season. And you can't be one-dimensional, Jacob. This team has thrown the ball one time, and it resulted in a loss of yards. And because the, you know, Hunter Hammonds was sacked, so you got to get the ball thrown. You got to trust the young guy and Cameron Hammonds, Hunter Hammonds' little brother. Let him throw the ball, and open up the the field on the offensive side of the ball. Warlick with a kick, and it's going to be fielded by Hammonds, who drops it, picks it up at the ten. He's to the fifteen. He's to the twenty, and he's thrown down about the twenty-two yard line, and that's where this Wolves offense will set up shop. And you talked about throwing the ball one time. Don't forget, Levi threw that ball, too. And that was probably the best pass we've seen from the, well, one of the only two, but it was the best of the two that we've seen this game. Yeah, that it was, Jacob. And, and I just go back to when Hunter Hammonds got hurt on that play. Uh, that pass, you've got to give more options for your quarterback to throw to. He only had one receiver going out. you got to have more options than that for your quarterback. And Childersburg was able to sniff that one out fairly early as they're coming out in eye formation again. Two receivers to the far side. Hammond's under center. He's going to take the snaps to toss to Evan Baker, who runs forward and picks up 10 yards there. I, I wasn't expecting that as I figured the Tigers would expect the run, and Wolves caught him off guard there. Yeah, great little run by Baker right there to get the first down. That's a rare thing for the Wolves in this uh, game so far, but maybe that's a step in the right direction. Absolutely. Chew clock, see if you can get seven points on the board here and then get you a stop. But first off, they got to convert and get more first downs to get into the red zone, Jacob, and they're taking a while in the huddle, and you know John's going to try to chew clock because he don't want his guys getting too tired at the end of this game. It's, we're just over three minutes into this second quarter. Cameron Hammond's under center. 
Looks to the sideline, flags thrown, and it's probably going to be a false start. And that's what it's going to be. So that's going to make it first and 15, and, Jacob, things are looking not good for the Wolves. Yeah, this is a young team, so, you know, the, the butterflies are there. And then that's going to cause you to move early, and you've got to shake those. You're already in the second quarter about midway. Those butterflies should be gone right now. It's time to get rid of those and let's play some football. That it is, Jacob. And I don't know, if you're John Limbaugh, he, he's really straight away from his game plan here tonight. Evan Baker's going to be a hand up off the middle. Childersburg's seen that one coming. That's a game of a yard. But, you know, if you're John Limbaugh, I'd have left the same game plan I had for Pacey and, the, and company on the offensive side of the ball. Even though these guys probably couldn't execute the plays the same way, you're still going to be more balanced. You're spreading out the field, throwing the ball. Childersburg's shown this season that they've kind of had trouble covering the spread, and you're coming out and you're playing Childersburg's brand of football tonight. You know they go against the offense as heavy and runs the ball every day at practice. And Hammond's up under center again on second and 14. Going to take the snap. He's going to fake the handoff. It was going to be a pass, and he is thrown down on the blitz for a loss of about six yards. And that's going to bring up third and 20. And it's an obvious passing situation. I would put Levi, if I was the coach, I saw what he did on that point. I would put him in and let him throw the football. Well, Let's see what they dial up here on third and 20, Jacob. And there's not much you can do other than air it back and throw the ball. He's going to take the snap. And they're going to let Cameron throw it. He throws one, and it's – he overthrew Levi just a little bit. That one hung in the air a little longer than you wanted it to. And Childersburg defender was right there, could have made the interception. That was number 16, Blake Loggins, and he was just – eerily close to that wild football and they're lucky he didn't pick that one off yeah it was a good thing that ball was thrown about two feet of both above both of them because i think that would have set chillsburg up chillsburg has all the momentum in this game right now Fayetteville with no momentum at all and they need to make a stop on defense after they punt the yeah. ball and it looks like there was a holding there on the wolves and that penalty was declined obviously and so now levi will get to punt this ball and from the looks of it, he might break a record for amount of punts in a single game. Levi gets the snap. It's low. He picks the ball up. He punts it, and it's a little bit better than the last one. It hangs in the air, and it's going to be caught. It thought it was a fair catch. He never signaled. Turn it down to the 30. Ooh, and ooh. ooh that Jacob, a Wolves defender, just got laid out. That was a block for the ages. And I think that's going to cost Chillsburg because flags came flying in as soon as that hit was made. Jacob, I know it was a hard hit. It looked clean to me, though. And it was number 51. I don't know his – I don't have the roster yeah, in front of me. And that is going to be Jordan Sanders here. And, Wow. They're just going to call it holding? What? I don't know. I would have thought unnecessary roughness or something. Matter of fact, I would maybe a block in the back. I, I can see that, but I'm not sure who the Wolves played yesterday. That was Landon Payton who got just completely laid out and it popped back up like a spring, Jacob. And that will move the ball back 
Ooh, that cost them a lot, man. I, that is one of the hardest hits I've seen in high school football, Jacob. Yeah, he came wow. and he, he laid the reckless abandon on him, and he went down. That was a good hit. Yeah, if I'd have taken a lick like that, I'd have probably took off my equipment and went home. But, wow, how awesome is that? He just hopped back up after that hit. Yeah, a lot of respect okay. for that guy. Yeah, I'm glad he's okay. And, you know, like I said, it looked like a clean hit, but, you know, there is a risk for injury when you play the game of football, so I'm glad he's all right. As Swain's in the shotgun, and he's going to take the snap. It's going to be a handoff up the middle to Tilly, who breaks it to the left side. He's got five yards, and a shoestring tackle there by the Wolves defender. That was Brody Nolan. Oh, no. Look, they said Aiden Blair made the stop there, Jacob. I don't know. I thought I saw number five right there, but it might have been Aiden. I think they were both in the area. Yeah, well, both guys had a chance to tackle, saved a bigger gain there. Uh, and, and Tilly and Robertson are both having themselves a nice little game here. This will bring up. Uh, I'm not sure what the call is. An unsportsmanlike conduct on Chillsburg. An unsportsmanlike conduct. And you don't see that a lot from a Johnny Johnson coach team. That'll back them up 15 yards and set them up with a first in 25. I think that hit kind of fired them up a little bit. Now you're playing with a lot more emotion than you had before that hit. And you're just going to start acting out of mind. You've got to have the cooler head because, as the saying goes, cooler heads prevail. We had to say that last week because of stuff. Yeah, absolutely, Jacob. You have to keep your cool in game like this. And, 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 you know, one thing I am glad about this one is we've been getting home late the past few weeks, but we're almost at halftime. It ain't even 8 o'clock, so that's nice that the game will, will be over before 1030. You might get to watch some of the Braves games. Oh, there's the 17th time you mentioned the Braves here, but I'm glad they're doing good this season. It's a toss to the right side to Tilly. He breaks it open. Evan Baker ain't going to catch him, and – there's six more. Uh, your new score, Tigers 25, Wolves 0. And it is getting out of hand real quick, Jacob, like we thought it might, and it has. Yeah, we knew it was. and You know, there ain't much you can say about it. You're being outplayed in every position on the field because you're – young this is like i said earlier a spring game of sorts yeah that it is jacob and these guys haven't uh, had a chance to hit the weight room in the off season and get the practice in like they hadn't even had a practice with these guys jacob yeah and uh we'll see what warlick's extra point you know he missed one earlier yeah we'll see if he can boot it in here and it's up it's good 20 oh no it's no good it looked like it was good so the score will stand at 25 to nothing, and the Wolves will get the ball back. And we'll take a quick break. You're listening to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Sports Network, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. We'll be back shortly. More action. Regardless of age, muscles are vital to your overall health and well-being. I'm Dr. Jared Spear at Childersburg Primary Care, letting you know that muscles comprise 35% of your body and allow for movement, balance, physical strength, organ function, skin integrity, immunity, and even involved in wounding. Experience what M-Sculpt treatments at Childersburg Primary Care can do to help improve your muscle function. Whether you're 16 or 66, M-Sculpt only at Childersburg Primary Care, online at ChildersburgClinic.com. This is the 
second quarter of Fayetteville High School football. Brought to you by Radio Alabama Sports. Welcome back to the Fayetteville Football Game of the Week on the Fayetteville Sports Network, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union here at John Cox Stadium, which we thought might be a pretty intriguing matchup between this Coosa Coosa Valley class, or Coosa River class, excuse me, as David came up with that name, and I liked it. And But so far, not the case, as we're halfway through the second quarter, and the Wolves are down 25 to nothing, and they're getting the ball back here. Short kick. It's going to be fielded by Levi at the 20. Levi's going to take it around to the right side. He's thrown down, and that's where they'll set up shot. You've got to get something going on offense right here. I don't... At least get one score before the half. You have five minutes and 40 seconds, but you've got to quit being one-dimensional. And we've thrown, we've ran the ball countless times, and we've only thrown the ball maybe three times. And you can't do that against this Chillisburg defense. You've got to throw them off, and you've got to take shots downfield. That you do, Jacob. And, and, and I mean, if you're going to go down, go down guns blazing and go down swinging as your baseball reference since, you know, you've been talking about the Braves so much this evening. Um, so you got to go down, let, go down swing and let your guy trust your guy. Takes the snaps, gonna be handed out to the right side. Evan Baker, Childersburg had that one snipped out, so that's gonna be a gain of one, and that's gonna bring out, bring up second down and nine. Yeah, it's like the Childersburg defense is in the huddle of Fable. They know what's coming, and they're gonna stop it every time you run it. Yeah, Jacob. I mean, I mean, we're in the huddle. We know what's going to happen. They've ran the ball in the same formation every single play this game. They've really got to swap things up, or Childersburg could have this thing at forty to nothing at halftime. Yeah, we can't let it get to that point. No, I mean, you I know can't. the game. The, you can start hearing the hammer on the nail now, but you've got to show signs of life. That you do, Jacob. Eye formation again, two receivers to the far side. He's going to take the snap, and I thought it was a pass, but it's a little shovel pass to uh, Connor Rogers. First time we've called his name. And that's going to bring up third and ten. That will technically go down as a pass. Yeah, as long as it goes forward, no matter how you get it there, it's going to be a forward pass. You know, there's something different, but it's still almost like a run play. Yeah, you've got to get your guys out. At least some slants or some some screen passes. Childersburg's cheating up. If you could just get a little bit of momentum, you know, get it out just a little bit. Do something. It's going to be a fullback dive of the middle. Lost the ball, and Cameron Hammonds will dive on it. That'll bring up fourth down, and that'll bring on Levi Phillips to punt again, and I think this is the fourth time he's punted this evening. Yeah, we've punted every possession so far tonight. And Levi's going to have a record night before it's all said and done if this offense keeps doing what they're doing. That's right. The Wolves have had two first downs this evening, one of them coming off of a penalty. So Wolves can't get anything on offense as we're 345 and ticking left to go before the half, and they're going to give it back to this high-powered offense of Childersburg who has not been stopped so far. Levi's going to get the snap. He's going to punt a beautiful spiraling kick that's going to land at the 40. Bounce back to the 35, down to about the 31, where it'll be picked up. And breaking some tackles. Gets past Levi before he's taken down at the 34-yard line. That was Seth Garrett, and there's a flag. 
yeah, I don't know who number three is for Chillsburg, but he was manhandling Brody right there. His helmet came off, and he just kept on pushing and shoving, and flags came in from everywhere. That'll probably be defense or offensive hands to the face. Um, that'll, but is that that's a fifteen yarder, isn't it, Jacob? I believe it is. Yeah, I've never understood that. I mean, just call it a face mask or or do something, but they got every kind of rule now in football, like the blindside block. What kind of I mean, what kind of rule is a blindside block, Jacob? I don't know. You it's literally like, hit the guy in the numbers, and they're like, well, you can't do that. What in – I mean, is it? are we just going to eventually be out there playing two-hand touch? Yeah, I think the days of letting the players play are long gone. And, you know, you have different rules now that it almost takes the tackle out of the game. Yeah, it really does, Jacob. You can't hit anybody hard. And I know it's about player safety, but if it was really about player safety – you wouldn't be playing 15 games if you make it to the state championship for these guys, and you wouldn't be playing 15 games in college and extending conferences. They make it sound like it's for player safety, but at the end of the day, it's all about money and who can make the most. Yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate that it, that it is that way, but it's the same way with everything. And they're still discussing this one, deciding who's going to get what penalty, and I think here comes – the white hat official coming to talk to Johnny. You got an official across the way standing in the standing with uh, Limbaugh. So I don't know what's going on here, but they're going to discuss it and sort this thing out. Yeah, I think that's the first time I've not seen Johnny in gym shorts. Yeah, it looks like he's in pants this evening. And uh, this is what a great win for Childersburg this evening. I know we're only in the second quarter, but I don't see this one turning around anytime soon. Yeah, this one's pretty much out of hand. We're not even at halftime yet, but you got to be happy for Johnny. You know, but on the other side, you got to feel bad for Limbaugh. You know, going through the events of what happened a few short days ago, and unfortunately, it's starting to show really, really in a big way. Yeah, that it is, Jacob. And you know, you got to think this second half rolls around. Childersburg probably scores one more time, thirty-two to nothing at the half. You've got to think that they'll probably come out in the second half and just let that clock run. Yeah, but something tells me right now that Johnny's gonna. Want to score before the half. I mean, what high school football coach does it? If you got the ball, you got this kind of field position pending the penalty right here. Yeah. Obviously, you want to go score. Well, you know, Johnny being the guy that he is and having the class that he has and integrity, you'll probably see the offense on one or two drives in the third quarter, but after that, he'll probably have his younger guys in. Yeah, and this is going to be a great opportunity to kind of see a preview of what what's going to be for years to come yeah yeah preview for next year's matchup kind yeah. of a spring game of sorts and, and the wolves you know this thing will come back to farm links field next season so we'll get to be home last game of the year and uh it, it's interesting to see what the reclassification will do not only for the wolves but for the tigers and the comer tigers and and all that you'll probably see a big shake-up especially if comer is to jump back up to 3a yeah i don't remember off off the top of my head when they do the reclassification, but if the state's listening to this, please go easy on us for next year. Yeah. If the state's listening to this, stop letting schools that can recruit play in the AHSAA. Make them develop their own league. Anybody with a brain can understand that. And it looks like that penalty is going to be on Childersburg. Yep. And that... Jacob, that one looks like it's coming way back. Or no, no. Well, there's a penalty on Fayetteville, too. A lot of offsettings, and 
you don't see this a lot from a Johnny Johnson coach team or a John Limbaugh coach team. No, usually they play with great discipline. Yeah. So now, instead of being on the other side of the 50, they're lining up at their own 47 in the wishbone. Swain's going to toss it out to Tilly. He's going to get to the right side. He's to the 50. Stiff arms a man down to the 40, 10-yard gain. It's coming back. There's a flag came in right there behind the play, so you've got to assume it's in the line of holding, and that's what it's going to be. Yep, that's exactly what the call is going to be, and that's going to back them up 10 more yards, Jacob. Yeah, they're digging a hole. This is where that Fayetteville defense 2.0 needs to step up and make a play. Yeah, they got to get a stop here. Not that 25 to nothing is much different from 31 or 32 to nothing, but every little bit counts when you're getting beat this badly. So if they can just keep on playing, it shows their heart's not out of it yet. But as for Childersburg, uh, we haven't seen this from yet. <laughs> and this is where we need to see that vocabulary word, the resiliency. Yeah, you, the yeah, the resiliency, not only for the Wolves, but for the Tigers here uh, to, to bounce back after having success on their first four drives to see if they can sustain it here. Swain gets the snap, balls on the ground, he jumps on it, so that'll bring up second and 20. No gain. And, Jacob, we got an update on that Braves game, brother? Uh, it's knotted at 0-0 in the bottom of the second. Well, I hope the Braves win because I don't think anybody likes the Astros. I don't even watch baseball, but I don't like the Astros. Yeah, I was happy for them winning the World Series till all that stuff came out. Now I'm, I, they need to give that to the to the Dodgers because the Dodgers played fair. They didn't play with trash cans. Yep. Well, some people just aren't good enough to win outright. They got to cheat to win. Got to find that edge. That's right. Swain takes a snap. And it's going to be a handoff to the left side. Uh, and the big holes opened up. There's no flags. And that's going to be a touchdown for the Tigers. Two minutes to go before the half. That'll make your new score 31 to nothing. What a run there by the Childersburg Tigers. That was Elijah Sims, the senior, who took that thing for about 60 yards for the touchdown. Great block in there, too. Yeah, Sims has came a long way since last year. Last year, it was his junior year. It was his very first year playing football. He was a quarterback last year. They moved him back into this running back position, and he seems to be doing pretty good at it. Yeah, that he does, Jacob. Great play there. One rush, 60 yards. I'll take it. Well, I won't take it, but they will. I know John Limbaugh doesn't. And unfortunately for the Wolves, uh, this is a 31-0 game in the second quarter. Kicks up, kicks good. That's going to make this thing 32 to nothing. Well, we're going to take a quick break. This to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. Regardless of age, muscles are vital to your overall health and well-being. I'm Dr. Jared Spear at Childersburg Primary Care, letting you know that muscles comprise 35% of your body and allow for movement, balance, physical strength, organ function, skin integrity, immunity, and even involved in wound healing. Experience what M-Sculpt treatments at Childersburg Primary Care can do to help improve your muscle function. Whether you're 16 or 66, M-Sculpt only at Childersburg Primary Care, online at ChildersburgClinic.com. the second quarter of Fayetteville High School football brought to you by Radio Alabama Sports. 
Welcome back to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network. Presented by Coos Pines Federal Credit Union. And Jacob, I think this is anything but the Game of the Week. As uh, two minutes left to go before the half, and the Wolves are down 32 to nothing. Um, Childersburg scored on every single one of their possessions, and we've seen Levi Phillips get a lot of touches tonight. Yeah. They ha- they'll have more punts than they have passing yards, Jacob. That's a deep kick. Going to be fielded by Hammond at the 15. He's to the 20, to the 25, to the 30. He breaks a couple tackles, and he gets out to the 41. So a minute 58 left to go. If John will throw this football and trust Cameron Hammonds to do it, they might can just get down there and get some points. Yeah, that's something. It looks like that page of the playbook was left in favor, but we need to pass the football. We've been one-dimensional the whole game. I think a pass would jolt an energy shot, I guess you could say, into this Fayetteville offense. It'll wake them up. Obviously, the game's out of reach by by now, but still, anything positive right now will do. Absolutely, Jacob. You just want to see some signs of life. I mean, 32 to nothing before the half. <sighs> That's just ugly, man. And the same story, just a different week. They've had this happen a couple different times this year. Looks like John's going to burn his second timeout. So we'll take one with them. You're listed to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coots Pines Federal Credit Union. We'll be back with action here shortly. Just listen to the radio and you'll hear it. Financial institutions with ads saying they'll treat you like family. What does that even mean? Nothing. Do they give you the best auto loans? $100 for refinancing your auto loan? What about rebates on the interest you pay? Coosa Pines FCU does. Coosa Pines was voted best auto loan provider in the Coosa Valley. And through December 31st, we're giving away $100 cash back on every auto, boat, or tractor loan over $10,000 that you bring to us from another lender. Coosa Pines FCU, where you belong. Membership required and certain exclusions apply. Federally insured by NCUA. This is the second quarter of Fayetteville High School football. Brought to you by Radio Alabama Sports. Welcome back to John Cox Stadium, where we're here for the Coosa Valley Clash, second straight season these teams have played. They they kind of took a break from action before last season meeting once again, but we're going to turn this thing into a to a rivalry, being the last game of the season. Wolves going to set up shop at the 44, and first play here, going to be a handoff up the middle to Baker, and he gets about two yards. And that clock will keep running as John Limbaugh's burned two of his timeouts, or one of his timeouts, rather. That was not a timeout earlier. We went to the second quarter. Me and Jacob just got a little distracted. So he's burned one timeout. A minute 30 to go. You're almost at midfield, looking to cross midfield for the first time tonight. We'll see if they can get something going. Hammond's under center again. And there was a false start. Brody Nolan flinched, and that was an easy call. And that'll make it second and 13. Yeah, Brody was in his set receiver position. You check in with the with the side judge, tell him, hey, I'm on the line. You can't move once you do that, and he flinched. No, he did flinch. Maybe uh, there might have been some miscommunication in the huddle of what they might have been trying to hard count or something. You know, John likes to do that. and Just got a little excited there. And this will bring up second and 13. So 
Two receivers to the near side. Hammond's under center again. He's going to take the snap, and it's going to be a pass that's on the ground to Atticus Jacks, who's thrown down by his helmet, and they're lucky there, the Tigers are, that Garrett wouldn't call for a face mask. Yeah, and that ball was on the ground anyways. Yeah, that whistle should have blown, been blown maybe just a tad bit earlier, but um, that'll bring up third and 13 less than a minute here until halftime. Maybe we'll see a pass downfield. Yeah. Let's see them open up this playbook. Jacob, you might just see a run, though, because they don't want to give Childersburg the ball back with any time left. Yeah, that might be what we see. So we'll see what John dials up. Two receivers to the near side. Takes the snap, and indeed it is a handoff. And back to the line of scrimmage is Baker. And this is going to be a punt situation. We'll see if Johnny burns a timeout here. I don't think he will, but he might. So he's just going to let them play. And you'll likely see one last play. Maybe Levi heaves it up on a fake punt because I don't, I can't exactly see the play clock. The play clock hadn't even started yet. No, so I think they're just going to let that one be the last play before the half, it looks like. And uh, get this thing on into the locker room. And down to 9 8. Yep, they're just going to let it run. And your halftime score is Childersburg 32, Wolves nothing. We're going to get a quick word from our sponsors, and we'll be back with a halftime analysis with a special guest, Kramer McCurley. We'll be back here shortly. Just listen to the radio and you'll hear it. Financial institutions with ads saying they'll treat you like family. What does that even mean? Nothing. Do they give you the best auto loans? $100 for refinancing your auto loan? What about rebates on the interest you pay? Coosa Pines FCU does. Coosa Pines was voted best auto loan provider in the Coosa Valley. And through December 31st, we're giving away $100 cash back on every auto, boat, or tractor loan over $10,000 that you bring to us from another lender. Coosa Pines FCU, where you belong. Membership required and certain exclusions apply. Federally insured by NCUA. Delay of game on the competition. Making customers wait for good deals and credit approval. Make you wait for their best deals. Toyota of Silicaga is always saving you more and saying yes to credit approval. You'll feel like you just scored a touchdown with the deals we're giving you every single day. ToyotaofSilicaga.com. Right now, get super low 1.99% financing on Camry, Corolla, RAV4, and Prius. And we're offering 1.99% financing on select certified pre owned vehicles. Talk about amazing deals. Plus, there will be no false starts when it comes to your credit approval. Toyota of Silicaga's team of credit specialists are here to get you approved. No matter your past credit history, 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Have a trade-in? Bring it in. And we'll give you top dollar for it, even if you don't buy a vehicle from us. So come save big at your home team dealer, Toyota of Silicaga. Remember, you're not just a number. You are part of the family. 39765 Highway 280. ToyotaofSilicaga.com. We're worth the drive, and we'll prove it. With approved credit, see dealer for details. You need a local insurance agent, someone that lives in your community, someone that can be there at the drop of a hat, like a good neighbor. State Farm Agent Albie Steers can help you identify your insurance needs and help you choose the right policy. And when you need him, State Farm Agent Albie Steers is there for you. State Farm Agent Albie Steers in Silicaga. Online at albiesteers.net. 
listen to the radio and you'll hear it. Financial institutions with ads saying they'll treat you like family. What does that even mean? Nothing. Do they give you the best auto loans? $100 for refinancing your auto loan? What about rebates on the interest you pay? Cusa Pines FCU does. Cusa Pines was voted best auto loan provider in the Cusa Valley. And through December 31st, we're giving away $100 cash back on every auto, boat, or tractor loan over $10,000 that you bring to us from another lender. Cusa Pines FCU, where you belong. Membership required and certain exclusions apply. Federally insured by NCUA. OMIA is proud to have been a part of Silicaga since 1992 and is delighted to be a contributor to the continued growth of the Marble City. OMIA strives for the very same excellence at their workplace as student athletes do in the classroom and on the field and court. OMIA says good luck to all Silicaga Aggie athletes. To learn more about the innovations at OMIA, visit OMIA.com. That's O-M-Y-A.com. OMIA, supplying superior products throughout the southeastern and southwestern United States. Hello, I'm Chad Jones, President and CEO of First Bank of Alabama. Here at First Bank of Alabama, we've served local communities since 1848. We're proud to be your community bank. For over 170 years, we've been proactive with our products and services to offer a technologically advanced banking experience. The best part of First Bank of Alabama is our people. Our people are your neighbors, your customers, your volunteers, your banking professional. We're happy to be in your community and look forward to you stopping by one of our local branches. Come see us at First Bank of Alabama, where you're first. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. When you think of Marble City Pharmacy, there's one word that comes to mind, family. It's Jacob and Jared Johnson. When our dad started Marble City Pharmacy, no one could have imagined what it would be like today. Now, nearly 20 years later, we've continued to serve you and your family. Thank you for trusting us with your health-related questions and medication needs. Marble City Pharmacy, here for life. Online at MarbleCityPharmacy.com. Coosa Valley MRI is open and ready to serve you when it comes to scheduling your MRI exam. Hi, I'm Robin Angelo, Director of Coosa Valley MRI. We have implemented COVID infection control measures to keep you as safe as possible. We make the scheduling process easy no matter where your health care provider is located. Simply have your physician call or fax in your MRI order and we will handle the rest. Coosa Valley MRI, where patients come first. Learn more at CoosaValleyMRI.com. Grace Cafe. The August Cup of the Month is Morning Rush. It's chocolate chip cookie dough espresso with chocolate chip cookie dough bites. But if that isn't your cup, they have 25 other flavors and a variety of sugar-free flavors as well. Cup of Grace on First Street in both Sylacauga and Childersburg. Order online for pickup or curbside. Just search for Cup of Grace Cafe. Taste it and love it. Whether you're a contractor or a DIY home improver, Van Zandt Hardware and Supply has what you need. From paint, pipes, and tools, and they're a yellow wood distributor as well. Plus, they have professional advice if you need it. Go to Van Zandt Hardware and Supply on Highway 280 in Oak Grove, where perfection for the customer isn't a privilege, it's a standard.
This is the Radio Alabama Sports Halftime Show on the Fayetteville Sports Network. Welcome in to the Fayetteville Football Halftime Show on the Fayetteville Sports Network presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. We are with the man, the myth, the legend himself. Former play-by-play announcer, K.J. McCurley. K.J., how you doing this evening? Well, you know, it's funny. You, you had to put a lot of emphasis on that former. But, you know, I, I understand. Uh, it's uh, It's been well taken care of, and that's what I like to see. But, you know, man, I'm, I'm doing good. Uh, it's a... Uh, I tell you, it's, it's a big difference going from Florida to Alabama. It's, it was 78 degrees when I left this morning to come down here, and it's 50, well, in the 40s now, probably the 30s maybe. I, I don't even know, but, man, it's, it's cold, but this is football weather. This is what it's supposed to be. I, this game, though, for Fedville, it's not been what they wanted it to be, but here's the thing. You know, and I used – I compare everything to college football, and I'm, I'm just going to give you an example. This is – Games like this are why you always play your backups, no matter how inexperienced or what the case may be, because there is a guy in 2015 was a true freshman. He wasn't highly sought out. Defensive back for Auburn. His name was Carlton Davis. End of the end of the Georgia game, we were losing by probably 35. I don't even remember, but it was bad. We put him in, and he makes a couple pass deflections and kind of made a name for himself in, in garbage time, so to speak. Carlton Davis became a starter as a sophomore and now is a starter in the NFL. It, and, and you can argue that that might not have happened had he not got a chance to shine. So, yeah, this game is ugly, but this is a really good chance, as you guys were saying earlier, you know, for some of these younger guys to get in there and in the mix and make a name for themselves because, hey, the starters that they're replacing tonight, some of them aren't going to be here next year either. And they're going to be starting from square one. And, you know, some of these guys like um, these guys like Hammonds, uh, people like that need to try to play the best that they can and give 100% because you don't know what's going to happen. No, Jacob, you really don't. I mean, excuse me, KJ. I'm so oh, used boy. to saying Jacob. But, uh, you know, you're you're absolutely right, and that's why I'm always a fan. If you've got a comfortable lead in the second half, put your younger guys in. Not only are you preventing injury, you're keeping your guys from getting fatigued and you're getting your younger guys some experience, and I totally agree. And, and this really shows your true character and, and what your team's made of. You see who still cares and who's giving their 100%, even if they're down 75 nothing. You still see who's giving effort out on the field. And this one's well over, Jacob. I, I mean, excuse me, KJ, this sorry. This one was well over after Childersburg scored the third touchdown, but, you know, you, you can still fight, and you can't get back in this game, but you can weather the storm. KJ, what do they got to do in the second half to weather this a little bit? Well, I, I always say need to find three plays, and, and I say three specifically because if you find three plays and execute all three twice, what that does is each play has a separate option off of it. Like, for instance, if you run a toss to the left, you can then, if it works, run a toss to the right if it works because you're already got you're working with the same personnel. So if you find three plays, then guess what three plays becomes when you, work, when you run them right? Six plays. Then all of a sudden, instead of going into the offseason not knowing what your identity is, you can look back and say, hey, it was garbage time, but I really like this. Let's see what we got with this. 
just find some things that'll work to, to give yourself some momentum. And they may not be touchdowns, they may not be first downs, but just something that that the coaching staff can look at and say, "I like this. Let's build off of it." You're, you're it's it's like a you're starting to build your house from scratch. You always want to start with a good solid foundation. When you're building a house, you don't make it out of straw. You don't make it out of anything flimsy. You make it out of something you know is going to last. So looking for stuff in between plays. It may be two or three yard cuts. It may be a block. But you have to set the foundation. And that starts, believe it or not, right here, finding your identity for next season. KJ, I totally agree. And, you know, one positive you can take away from this game is Fevels run the ball better than they have all season this tonight. They've ran the ball and they've stuck with it. This is what John Limbaugh likes to do. However, I don't care what level of ball you play at, you cannot win being a one-dimensional football team. Last two years ago, Fevel could run the ball and throw the ball. They were not one-dimensional, and guess what happened? They snuck into the playoffs with the four seed. Last year, they could not throw the ball. They could only run the ball because their offensive line wasn't fully developed. This year, the passing attack has been tremendous. Pacey and Zeke at the end of the season, Pacey will finish top five in the state passing yards, even with missing this game, and Zeke probably top five in receiving yards. And if you have that, a top five in the state on both sides, there's something not clicking somewhere else because you should be a seven and three football team at the end of the season, if you know, if not eight and two. But they have not been able to run the ball this year, so that's one positive you can take out. But you do got to find identity for your future teams, KJ, because uh, I mean, like you said, you're going to go into all season not know what, what you're going to be doing, and you've got to come out here and compete in this second half. It, you know, it's not football is not a game of one half. If it was, there'd be a lot. There would be several national championship games that wasn't won, and, and several games that would have not have turned out the way they were. I don't think the Wolves can win this game. They can't get back in it, but they can weather the storm and start building momentum and confidence going into next season. Yeah, you're just looking for anything at this point to to put on your bulletin board. I don't want to be the the. Uh, status quo uh, bulletin board material but you know that that's what it is and you have to find anything you can and just say hey you know the, the game didn't turn out the way we wanted it to but I really like the fact that we were able to blank at the end of this game the coaching staff has to be able to look at something and say I like the way we were able to blank and that doesn't always mean score touchdowns because you're gonna face <clears throat> excuse me circumstances like this tonight where Points might be hard to come by. It could be something as simple as a two- or three-yard gain. It can be some, as simple as a good block. It could be a pass deflection. But you have to look somewhere and say, I like that our guy was able to do this. Let's teach our other players this motto. Let's build off this, and let's be let's be special and be great. Yeah, yeah, KJ. And, and you know, if we're just going to be honest and up front, this one – it's not just not turned out the way they wanted to. This is just a good old-fashioned butt whooping. And I think the reason that it is a butt whooping is you can say you're missing players if you want. I do not. I have tremendous respect for Coach Limbaugh, but the play calling in this game has been horrendous. You cannot call the same two plays back-to-back. You cannot call – you know, they've run three plays the whole game, and they've all been running – running plays it's either fullback dive a halfback dive or a halfback sweep to one side on the toss and Childersburg sniffs that out Childersburg is a power heavy team you see they like to run the ball they're physical you're playing into their hands because that defense is constantly going against that offense all week so they know what's coming 
I don't like the play calling here for John Limbaugh. Cameron Hammonds, yes, he may be young, but I trust him to sit back there and throw the ball because you can't get much worse than what you have right now. This game is ugly. See what he can do because he's going to be a vital piece to your team coming into next season. And let's talk about, you know, <clears throat> the Childersburg offense side of things for a second now. Now, don't get me wrong. This is a game that Fayetteville should probably be competing in better, and I think both of us can agree on that. But you got to look at Childersburg, man. This is a this is a program, not just football, but all sports that are on the horizon. The baseball and softball programs are starting to do good things again. The basketball program, I had the privilege to sit and watch their games last year. And let me tell you, man, they, they've got a, a, a really, really good upcoming junior class. And, and one of the, the one of those juniors is actually out here on the football field, Sherrod Robertson. If you think that he's good on the football field, go watch the young man get up on the basketball court. I mean, Childersburg has some special players. And Credit Johnny Johnson, dude. Y'all talked about him earlier, and I'm gonna I'm gonna expand on the Johnny Johnson talk because I ran into an awful bind with one of my old cars and put a plug in for him. He also has his own towing business, and let me tell you something: trust that man with your car, trust that man with your time, trust that man with anything. He dropped what he was doing at 9:45 in the middle of the night to come help me and my dad get out of a really bad situation. You can't make him any better than Johnny Johnson. Johnson did. Whoa, 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 KJ. You're saying this man has his own towing business on the side. He does everything. I'm trying. And there's a reason why this this community is just so embracing of him. And it's not just because of the football and basketball knowledge that he possesses. He's molding people. Like he, he wants he wants kids to go be great beyond athletics. And and that is something that this generation, especially now more than ever, needs. And children's has a gym in him, and I don't see him going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, Johnny Johnson is an outstanding man, and that's why I really believe it's rubbing off on all sports now. Yeah, Jacob, I mean, KJ, I would agree with that. And one thing, too, you touched on Johnny Johnson, it's not just about football. It's about molding these guys into young men. He, and, and don't get me wrong, Johnny wants to win. He wants his players to perform well, but he's one of those guys like John Limbaugh. He could go 0-12, yep. and yeah, that would be a disappointment season or 0-10 rather but but how as long did as we he, learn from it? How did we learn from it? How did I make an impact on these guys? Can I go lay my head down and not knowing I've been a positive influence and role model in these kids' lives? And that's the one thing with John Limbaugh. You know, there's been ups and downs of his tenure, but you got to have the utmost respect for the guy. He's not just a uh, you know a PE coach and a teacher and a uh, football coach he's also a farmer he's a preacher he does so many things that helps the community so does johnny you look at towing business at the school these guys are like mirroring each other in, in a way you know they fevel loves coach limbaugh supports him even if every season ain't winning and the same with childersburg they love johnny johnson hey i love coach limbaugh and johnny johnson and, and you know, and you know something. You you talk to a lot of like new families in the area with with children, and you say, okay, what schools are you going to enroll in? Nowadays, you will be actually surprised to hear how many of those people list Fedville and Shortersburg first. And I really believe it's because of quality individuals that mm-hmm. they're starting from the top with, and and 
both of these programs really have their future in bright hands on and off the field. Absolutely, KJ. I, I 100% agree, man. I mean, these – the program is in good hands with either Johnny Johnson or Coach Limbaugh. If I had a coaching job come up, hell, I wouldn't know who to hire. I mean, to be honest, we, you know, I love Coach Limbaugh. I love Johnny Johnson. I'd have to hire them at, at co-head coaches. All right. Well, let's flip the script real quick and let's talk about tomorrow because I, you know us, we're going to talk about it. And I, there's a lot of big games tomorrow, a lot of interesting matchups. And uh, do you have any super dogs, so to speak, the team that's going to pull the upset? Hey, keep an eye out for Mississippi State. Love Mike Leach. He is my guy. Loved him ever since he was at Washington State. Keep an eye out on him. I, I, I'm not so sure that – and and, I, and it's not just – and uh, Jacob's not around me to hear this, but Georgia sports will always be Georgia sports. And I'm sorry if you're a Georgia fan listening to this. Until you prove me wrong, I'm going to say it. Georgia will be Georgia. I think Florida beats Georgia tomorrow in Tallahassee. I feel it coming. It's Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville. I feel it coming. I really, really do because Georgia uh, Georgia is a powerhouse. Both sides of the ball, don't get me wrong. They beat my team, obviously. I got to tip my hat. So, But Florida played really, really good against Alabama. And had it not been for – I mean, you talked about this the other day. Had it not been for that first-half turnover that Florida had, a lot of people will, will say – and probably be right, Florida comes back and wins that game. Now, Florida is one of those teams, they're kind of up and down, but I I just, I don't foresee Georgia dominating tomorrow. They may not win, but I don't think it's going to be a dominant performance. I I think it'll be close, maybe one to two scores going into the fourth quarter, and I think Georgia just pulls away because they had the better athletes. The show tomorrow night, whether you're an Auburn fan or not, has got to be Auburn and Ole Miss. Two two teams that, really, in my opinion, kind of similar. Defense has kind of struggled at times both quarterbacks are kind of up and down but both schools have have a lot of talent a lot of young freshmen and, and you know primetime matchup six o'clock tomorrow i mean it, it i really believe it's going to be the show of the day tomorrow yeah i think it's going to be a great game um if you can stop matt corral then auburn's got a great chance of winning he's their whole football team basically uh, if they can run the ball with Jarquez Hunter and Tank, Biz- Tank Bigsby, he's been uh, kind of not getting as many carries. I think he may be injured or something yeah. like that. And uh, So if they can get those guys running and, and get the ball going, I really think Auburn wants to come out and make a statement tomorrow. All the guys, they love Brian Harson. He's under a little bit of heat for something that he should not be under heat for. They're going to say, hey, you need to chill out with this man. He's doing a great job of his program. We love him. Ease off on the vaccination deal with him. And they're going to go out there. They have something to prove. they got a chip on their shoulder because of it. I like Auburn in a 38-28 effort. Yeah, I think that's about right. You know, the line for the game, I believe, is, what, four or five going yeah. towards Auburn? And I think it might be possibly more than that, just really depending on how Ole Miss comes out. But as for- and, and Matt Corral's health. Yeah, you know, that, that too. And, and as for this game, we talked about it earlier. Fedville just needs to find something positive, go into next season with, and, and, and start from there. Well, KJ, thanks for coming on with us, buddy. Great halftime analysis. Great talking to you. Uh, hope to have you back some, maybe sidelining for us next season because I ain't giving up my job and Jacob's not his <laughs> either. But we'll find a way to get you on. But any closing thoughts, any any, any closing one-liners you want to give us? I just think that uh, if you're a federal football player right now, it's uh, – uh, so to speak, gut check time. you got to go out here and show what you're made out of and, and try to make a name for yourself for next year because you could be the guy. 
he really could be the guy next year. Yeah, absolutely. KJ, thanks once again for coming on. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, just under three minutes before we come in back to uh, third quarter action, you're listening to the Federal Football Halftime Show on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. Savor new flavors with the new Chick-fil-A Lemon Kale Caesar Salad. Served with warm Chick-fil-A grilled nuggets, zesty lemon wedges, shade Parmesan, and a lemon Caesar vinaigrette. It's full of refreshing bites to pair with a beautiful day. Available for a limited time. Get yours today at Chick-fil-A Silicaga. Register now for free lunch Friday from Chick-fil-A of Sylacauga. You could win free lunch for up to eight in your office from Chick-fil-A of Sylacauga. Visit kicks1003.com for more details and to register. This is another money moment from Sycamore Federal Credit Union. Did you know the more money you pay down, the lower you can get your payment? Come see us to get you in that ride. Sycamore Federal Credit Union, online at sycamorefcu.com. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Heritage Freight provides a wide variety of transportation, warehousing, and logistics services. Heritage Freight has earned a solid record of accomplishment in the industry by focusing on providing world-class customer service, employing only the most qualified and experienced drivers, and by having an unwavering commitment to quality. Heritage Freight received the 2020 Alabama Trucking Association's Excellence in Safety Award. They invite you to try their services and see the difference for yourself. Call 256-245-2488 or contact them at heritagefreight.com. Regardless of age, muscles are vital to your overall health and well-being. I'm Dr. Jared Spear at Childersburg Primary Care, letting you know that muscles comprise 35% of your body and allow for movement, balance, physical strength, organ function, skin integrity, immunity, and even involved in wounding. Experience what M-Sculpt treatments at Childersburg Primary Care can do to help improve your muscle function. Whether you're 16 or 66, M-Sculpt only at Childersburg Primary Care, online at ChildersburgClinic.com. You need a local insurance agent, someone that lives in your community, someone that can be there at the drop of a hat, like a good neighbor. State Farm agent Albie Steers can help you identify your insurance needs and help you choose the right policy. And when you need him, State Farm agent Albie Steers is there for you. State Farm agent Albie Steers in Silicaga. Online at albiesteers.net. Silicaga and surrounding areas. Are you ready to level up? Then it's time to join the VIP club at Toyota of Silicaga. That's right. It's time for you to be a VIP. When you join the Toyota of Silicaga VIP club, you will receive seven years of oil changes, complimentary tire rotations, three-day exchange policy, $500 off your next purchase, 10% off parts and service, and much, much more. What's that? You want to know how much it costs to join our VIP club? Absolutely zero. That's right. You get all of these amazing benefits at no cost to you. That's $3,495 in benefits. And don't forget about Toyota of Silicaga's team of credit specialists here to get you approved because 100% credit approval is our number one goal. So if you are ready to level up, come join the VIP club at Toyota of Silicaga for $3,495 in benefits at no cost to you. Remember, you're not just a number. You are part of the family at Toyota of Silicaga, 39765 Highway 280, toyotaofsilicaga.com. We're worth the drive and we will prove it. Yep. This 
This is the third quarter of Fayetteville High School football, brought to you by Radio Alabama Sports. Welcome back to John Cox Stadium for some third quarter action. And um, it's an ugly one so far, 32 to nothing coming out Childersburg's way, and they get the football to start off the second half. A little short kick there by Levi to get this second half going. And, and Jacob, it looks like we will see a running clock, as we you alluded to a few seconds ago. And it looks like this thing's just going to run. And So we might get out of here a little early tonight. Yeah, it's only 8.30 or 8.25. Like I said, you know, there's probably going to be a running clock. Limbaugh's key at halftime was get the ball off without jumping. That was the only thing he told me at halftime. Obviously, there's a little bit more to that, but that's what he gave me, so I'll take it. I agree. Swain gives the ball off up the middle to Tilly, who picks up about eight yards. And, Jacob, all respect to Coach Limbaugh, I don't know what game he was watching because, by golly, there's some more important things to do than just getting off the ball on time. Yeah, you got to quit being one-dimensional to start off with. We ran the ball 99.1% of the time. The other 0.89% we've thrown the football and it hadn't been successful yep maybe we can see them now that the game's well out of hand with the running clock maybe we can see them start to try new things exactly jacob i'm in full agreement with you there and uh swain gets the snap and hands it off to tilly again lowers his shoulder but the wolves defense says no and he got back to the line that's gonna bring up third down in a few inches but agree jacob uh running clock you know out here in the second half and i think that we actually might have more punts than we do passing yards when this thing's said and done. Jacob, we have negative one passing yards. Yeah, I'd say Levi Phillips is our Fayetteville Wolves player of the game so far. And I mean, like, that's the only plays we, only positives we had was the positive yards on the punt. That's true. But, Jacob, as I, I was talking with KJ on the break, they've ran the ball better this game than they have any game of the year, though. So that's a positive to take out of this is Swain. Lines up. It's going to be a toss to Robertson to the left side. He breaks a few tackles. There's going to be nobody catching him, and he's gone. That's a touchdown. So that'll extend this lead to 38. Uh, waiting extra point, and so we'll see if the Wolves can do anything on offense when they get the ball back. So, so we'll see what the wolf and the clock continues to run like, like we said it's a running yeah. running clock so we'll see what the wolves can do on offense see if see what kind of adjustments were made at halftime absolutely we'll see if if uh, the wolves can can do anything on offensive side of the ball maybe run the ball a little bit uh, excuse me pass the ball a little bit they've been doing a lot of bit of running and that wolf sideline is just very, very slim as that is a high kick and it's through the upright, so that'll make the new score 39 to zip. And uh, the Wolves get the ball back. Like you said, a running clock. These teams aren't going to take much time. To, they're going to get back on the field, and, and that's what they're doing here. So, Jacob is just looking for positives you can take out of tonight to head into next year with. Yeah, it's hard to find one in a 39 to nothing game now. The clock's running. And, you know, Limbaugh's a competitor. We've been like this before, but he understands the situation. We were a younger team than we were last week. You know, no need in, trying, in getting anybody hurt. Let's just run the clock and get out of here. Absolutely. you, you got to do some positive things to get momentum for next year's squad, Jacob. But I, I agree with you, man. Just try to get out of this thing with a little, you know, 
try to keep your dignity because 39 to nothing midway through the third quarter, you know, Childersburg's probably going to score two more times. Yeah, they've scored, like you said, every time they've had the ball, and I don't see see it happening any other way. I don't either, Jacob. And Warlick's going to get set to kick this thing deep. And, you know, the, the Warlicks, they've got a history in this community. You know, he, their dad was actually the principal at Fevel, um, was at one time working at Childersburg, and now is actually the principal at Comer. So, um He's well-known in the community. Yeah, and speaking of Fayetteville Connections, we have Mr. Michael Pinson, who is now an assistant yeah. principal at Chillsburg. No. He's standing behind Is him. he the assistant? I thought he was the head principal. I don't know. I thought he was an assistant. He might be the principal. I thought he was the head principal because Fayetteville took Chillsburg's assistant principal, and Chillsburg took um, – Fevels, I'm pretty sure he's head principal. Oh, he's right over there. You can ask him. I know of uh, Amy Smith, who was the principal at Fayetteville last year. She's now the principal at A.H. Watwood. Okay. Under center, Hammonds going to take the snap. It's going to be a fullback dive up the middle. And it looked like Childersburg was expecting that as well as we were. Um, that's going to bring up second and ten. Just under seven minutes to go in ticking. And, Jacob, this may be the first time this year that we've gotten out before 9 o'clock. We might get out of this game before 9 o'clock. Do you know what this Childersburg team kind of reminds me of? I don't know why this thought just popped to my head. Do you remember playing NCAA football as a teenager and looking over at the people you're playing to see what play they select? That's kind of like what Childersburg is doing <laughs> That's right exactly now. what they're doing, Jacob. It looks like uh, – that with his uniforms, and there's a pass, and it was almost intercepted for a pick six. And um, great play there by the Tigers' defense. That was number nine, Seth Garrett, almost had to pick as the pass was just a little late getting there. But, Jacob, it looks like you're having a Friday night ACC matchup uh, when you're playing NCAA football between Duke and Wake Forest. Well, you know our the way logo, these uniforms. Our logo is the same, just in reverse. And, you know, my little girl likes Wake Forest because of that reason. I think I said that in the Limbaugh show earlier this year, but that's exactly what it does look like. Hey, Wake Forest, man. Fighting for a playoff berth. Hey, they're undefeated. Hey, they're going to go. I'm telling you, man, they're going undefeated this year. And if they go undefeated, they need a shot at the playoff. And Cincinnati needs to get in, too. Hammond's under center on a third and nine. You're going to take the snap. Drops back to Toss to Baker to the right side. Baker fighting forward. He got about six yards, five yards. And he's going to be short of the first down marker. And this will likely bring on the punt team. Yeah, and speaking of playoffs, I don't think a one-loss – team that lost a game to an unde un unranked team should make it to the playoffs. That's my opinion. I don't want to ruffle any feathers there. Oh, I'm going to ruffle some feathers. Alabama is straight up hot garbage this year. And I think there's more teams deserving. Like maybe a wait for should they win out because I don't see Clemson defending that ACC title this Agree. year. Agree. Okay. Okay. Hit you with this after this play right here. I got a question for you regarding the playoffs. As Hammond's under center, they're going to go for this fourth down, Jacob. Just under five minutes here to go, and they draw Childersburg off sides. Is that enough for a first down? I believe it is. And that might move the chains. Yep. First down for the Wolves at the 40-yard line. But, Jacob, that those have been a rarity tonight. But, okay, Ohio State wins out, goes 13-1, and or 12-1, and wins the Big Ten National or the Big Ten Championship. 
Oregon goes 12 and 1 and wins Pac 12 championship. Who gets in? I would say both of them because the playoffs were designed for a conference champion to be in the playoffs. And do you put them in ahead of a is no loss Oklahoma? I don't know. That is a tough call as Hammonds pitches it to Baker around the left side. And he'll be tackled for a three-yard loss. That'll bring up second and 13. But, Jacob, if Cincinnati goes, I think Georgia's going to go undefeated and Cincinnati goes undefeated. Those two are in. And then you have Oklahoma who's undefeated, Ohio State with one loss, and Oregon with one loss. I would say Oregon because Oregon did beat Ohio State. That's what I'm saying. But Oregon doesn't have the resume Ohio State does, but they have the head-to-head, so they would have to get in. It's all going to come down to that Ohio State-Michigan game at the end of the year. I agree. Hammond's under center. He's going to take the snap. He's dropping back to pass this thing, and he's chased from behind, flips it to Baker. That's an incomplete pass. That'll bring up third and 12, and this – we're nearing the end of the third quarter on this running clock. Just under three minutes to go before the start of the fourth quarter. And the Wolves, of course, down 39-0. And great win for Johnny Johnson tonight and his program. Wolves got to get back to the drawing board and see if they can end the playoff drought uh, going into next season. Yeah, next week both teams will trade the football cleats for the Jordans and the basketballs, and we'll see what this Wolves basketball team can do this year. I know Chillisburg is going to be pretty good. You know, they're historically a good basketball team, so I look for good things from the Chillisburg Tigers. Yep, the Wolves, they're up and coming on the basketball court, so we'll see if they can get a few wins this year as well. Hammond's on the snap, the ball's out, and whoa! What a dive by Cameron Hammonds. That was like a gain of four, Jacob. I was sure that the Tigers recovered that. Yeah, there was like three or four blue shirts around that football. And he came Hammonds out of nowhere. Shot like a missile and got on wow. top of it. Wow. He's got to have had the play of the game for that one, Jacob. Less than two minutes to go before this fourth quarter. And Wolves got a little bit of a drive going here. They got the ball for the longest they've had it all night. They're doing some good things. And it looks like they're going to go for it. Maybe try a hard count to get the ball a little closer to the first down marker, but it'll still be fourth down, so I don't know what the thought process is, but let's see what, what happens. If it were me, I'd be in the shotgun, but Limbaugh's up in the eye formation. Two receivers to the far side. They're Dar doing the hard count. Cameron Hammonds is going to call a timeout, and we'll take one with them. You're listening to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. We'll be back here shortly. Are you looking for extra money? Coosa Valley Recycling pays top dollar for aluminum, copper, brass, steel, old appliances, and even old cars. Coosa Valley Recycling is located a few miles southeast of Sylacauga on Highway 280. They're open Monday through Friday. Call for hours and rates at 256-245-4300. Coosa Valley Recycling, where the customer gets paid. on Noble has something for everyone. Private parties, live music, and entertainment. The perfect date night. The best appetizers and wonderful entrees. Don't forget to check the Harvey's on Noble social media pages to stay up to date on weekly specials. Harvey's on Noble in Silicaga. Open Wednesday through Saturday. 
Harvey's on Noble, voted best atmosphere and best entertainment venue in the Coosa Valley. Need some extra energy to make it through the day? Allen Brew Market has monster energy drinks, candy, and snacks for that quick pick-me-up. At Allen Brew Markets, they mean it when they say fuel for your car and fuel for your body. You're rolling with Allen, oh yeah, Allen Brew Markets. Welcome back to fourth quarter action here at John Cox Stadium and Childersburg, Alabama on a cool wet Friday evening and um, not a great, not great weather wise. I like this weather, but you know, speaking from most people's point of view, they don't. And uh, not a great evening for football either, as Childersburg has been rolling and putting an old fashioned butt whipping on the wolves. And the wolves are down 39 to nothing starting this fourth quarter and it's running clock. So here in a, around 8:50, we'll probably be wrapping up this fourth quarter and. Looks like the Wolves are out there about to punt this thing. Because I thought the last play was fourth down, but apparently, Jacob, it was third down. And we're fixing to start in the fourth quarter, too, so a quick quarter change. Yep, quick quarter change there. And I'll tell you what, I, on my way home tonight, I might stop by one of those Allen Brew Markets and get me a nice hot cup of coffee because it is chilly out here. Yeah, you know, I'm... I might have to stop by and get me some of that hot chocolate mix. And when I get home, tell Maddie I'm going to whip us up some, some hot chocolate. Because tonight's, you know what, I'll make some homemade hot chocolate, by golly. I made it before and it didn't taste half bad. With the snap, low snap, Levi picks it up, kicks it. It's going to be a high wobbly kick. It's going to land at the 40 take of bounce for the Tigers, or land at 36, bounces back up to the 40. And that's where the Tigers will take over, and you probably won't see the starting quarterback in the offense out there. Yeah, it's time for these little guys to see what they can do against this Fayetteville Wolves team. And like we said earlier, this is a preview of next year's football game right before our eyes. Yeah, it is, Jacob, and possibly a spring game matchup. You know, these guys might want to go play in the spring game and you know, just getting your young guys involved, and you got an update for the Braves. Uh, last I, uh, time I checked, Braves was up one to nothing. Uh, it's the top of the fourth, and the Braves are up one to nothing. Oh, good deal. I'm glad to see them maybe bringing one back to Atlanta because the Falcons choked severely. And the Hawks are never good. Do what? The Hawks are never good. Dude, the Hawks have been good the past couple seasons, man. Dang. Why you hating on Trey Young like that? Delay a game on offense, so that'll back them up as we're under 11 minutes to go in the game. But, uh, you know, the Hawks probably got the second bet, got the best chance to bring a championship to Atlanta besides the Braves. You know, if, they, if the Braves do, then the Hawks will probably be the next team that does because the Falcons are in no way, shape, form, or fashion bringing one anytime soon. Well, after this play, I'll give you a little trivia fact. All right, first and 15. Swain takes the snaps, handoff up the middle to the right side, bounces off a couple defenders, and breaking it to the outside for about a 25-yard gain for the Tigers is Kelvin Duncan, who is a junior, so he'll be returning next year, probably get a lot of playing time. All right, you know the Braves were the last one to bring a championship in major pro sports to Atlanta and back in 1995. Their most recent I guess you could call it a major pro sport. The Atlanta United, the soccer team that shares the house with the Falcons, 
won the MLS Cup in their very first year of existence. So it's a brand new team to win a championship for the city. That's Atlanta. Atlanta for you. That is Atlanta. Wow. Takes the snap. Swain's going to hand it off the middle to the big fella who's going to power his way, carrying guys for about a 10-yard gain. And looked like the fullback was getting in on some action there. And I don't have his number yet. But that was Michael Wells, who is also a junior and will be returning next year. So a lot of these guys, you know, don't see a lot of playing time, even if they are a junior. But, you know, hey, this is game experience for next year. That's right. They'll, they'll be expected to be leaders on the team and to lead this team next year. Childersburg's looking to go up 46 to nothing here on this drive. So first and 10 from the 20. That, Swain there in the shotgun. That drizzle's starting to fall again. That it is, Jacob. And it says it's 52 out here, but it's colder than that. Yes. And so there's going to be a few whistles. Going to be a delay game on offense again. I think Chillsburg's trying not to run too many plays. I think this is a show of sportsmanship from Johnny Johnson to his great friend, Mr. John Limbaugh, across the way to try not to run the score up. Yeah, absolutely. You can see the class by Johnny Johnson. There's people in our region, i.e., Vincent, that like to run the score up. And, you know, not to talk too much about Comer, but they let their starters in um, throughout the whole game. But Yeah, don't get me started on that game because you, you remember what went on. Yeah, I thought you was – you know, I thought we was about to get into an altercation. <laughs> As that snap is fumbled, and Swain has to run back probably about 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage. That'll bring up second and 25. And that's where 7.30 to go in this game before we get out of here. And, Jacob, before 9 o'clock, usually we're just now getting into halftime. You know, it was funny because last week a lot of – you know, our radio Alabama sister stations, they all went final. And we're still in the third quarter. That's been the story of this year. How do they all get finished early? We're still the last ones calling football. I think it's because the Wolves like to pass the ball a lot. Ball's on the ground, and the Wolves are on it. Nope. Are they? We're going to find out. Yes. And the Wolves are. So with less than seven minutes to go, Wolves are trying to try to maybe get some points here. Yeah, there's a there's a positive in a game full of negatives for the Wolves right there. So hey, I'll t I'll take it. Yeah. And you know what another positive is, Jacob? What's you that? only allow one touchdown in the second half so far. Yep. Now, I'm sure this will probably be the last drive of the game. If the Wolves get a first down or two, six thirty left to go before the end of the game, and Wolves just. Haven't played great tonight without some key players. And story of the night, Childersburg came in here highly motivated with it being homecoming and senior night. Takes a snap, handoff up the middle. Not sure who that was on the carry. Aiden Blair. Aiden Blair getting some action. Aiden's dad is the, or his uncle rather, is the PA announcer for Farm Links Field on yeah. Friday night home game. Hey, Evan's a great guy. I'm going to tell you, too, 
I can't tell you how many times that I rely on what he says to get, give my play-by-play -play when I'm unsure of what happens. I'm like sitting here one ear out of the uh, headset like, what did Evan say? And I'm going to just copy what he says. <laughs> Does a great job. Going to miss seeing him for a season. That's going to be a snap toss to Blair again. And tough to go down. As, looks like they got a face mask on him in the backfield. And that will give him 15 free yards. And uh, Aiden's dad, the late Andy Blair, was my baseball coach in high school. Oh, wow. But, uh, yeah, I miss his dad dearly, you know. Yeah. I had, you know, Evans, I love Evan to death, too. He was a baseball coach at Comer, too, but I was already graduated. Yeah. He hadn't, let's say he's about, what, nine years older than you? I believe he is. Yeah. Him and my dad went to school together. But Jacob, you're an old man yourself, over 32 now. What, 33? I'll be 33 in January. Woo. Putting eight years on, man. I didn't think you were 33 when I first met you, though. Or when I first met you, I thought you was like 26. Yeah, I still look younger. Well, hey, that's a good thing, though. Toss to Blair to the left side. He beats a man out with a stiff arm. He's got five yards. He's hit hard, runs over a guy. He's got 15 yards. He never went down. He just stepped out of bounds. I'll tell you what. Aiden didn't give up. He kept the feet moving, and look at there. We have a Fayetteville Wolves first down on a run. Where has this guy been the whole season at running back? Nobody wanted to step up and be physical. Hunter was a great runner, but he's more of a speedster. He, he, you know, he's not a power guy. Evan wasn't as physical as he was last year. Why have we not seen this young man run the football? Feed him. Four minutes left to go in this game. Feed it to Blair. Maybe go over the top and try to get some points. And this is the first shutout the Wolves have had in a long time. Yeah. Takes a snap. Hammonds is a handoff to the fullback up the middle for about a five-yard pickup. And can't get the number on him, but less than three minutes and 30 seconds to go. Childersburg up 39 to nothing, and it was a 32 to nothing score at halftime. Great sportsmanship by Johnny Johnson. The uh, region 2A that we're in, all the coaches need to go to a conference and, and let Johnny Johnson talk to them so they'll know what sportsmanship is. Yes, I definitely agree. Takes the snap. Cameron going to pass the ball, and it's caught for a first down. That looked like Solly Brooks. Solly Brooks with the reception and the first down, and who would have thought when you drop back and throw the ball, good things can happen. Yeah, we haven't passed the ball that much all game, and there we go with the pass play, and we're looking at first and ten for the Fayetteville Wolves. Well, hey, that was what, Jacob, a six-yard gain, so we might not have more punts than we do passing yards in this game. Under center. I'd like to see a pass again. I would, too. Hammonds, he's going to take the snap, drop back. It's going to be a toss to Blair again. Blair powering his way forward, and he's just an old-school running back. Man. And another thing on those county connections, Evan Blair was also an assistant baseball coach right here at Chillsburg High School. Really? I, I was not aware of that. And his wife, Summer, works in the office at the school. She's a pretty nice young lady. Yep. Under center again, Hammonds. Going to take the snap. It's going to be a handoff up the middle to Baker. 
who gets close to the first down mark. We're under two minutes to go. So we'll see. Running clock. See if Limbaugh tries to get this thing to the end zone. Something tells me this close to the end zone. Limbaugh is bound to call a timeout. No, I don't think we'll see a timeout. Jacob, we might see a flea flicker. You know he loves to run that flea flicker. He has one for a touchdown and one for a pick six this year. So, Oh, and it's going to be a pass. Hammond steps up and he fires for a first down. Atticus Jacks on the catch. And that'll take us inside of to almost inside a minute to go. Fayetteville's marching. I w- I'd like to see a score right here. I would too, Jacob. I'd like to see another pass. I mean, you're passing the ball with purpose right now on this last drive of the game. I have my phone right here in front of me. I ought to text Limbaugh and say, hey, let Levi pass one. Yeah, I want to see Levi pass again. This, this is Levi's last game, and he's got 55 more seconds in a Wolves football jersey. Takes the snap. Cameron Hammonds running around. Fires one deep. It's intercepted. And that'll be the last play of the game. I like the call. I like the aggressiveness. Blake Loggins with the interception. And, hey, you can't win them all. So, to wrap up this, we're quick post game. Childersburg did everything right. The Wolves didn't. And yeah, there's positives you can take away this evening for if you're the Wolves. Carry them in the next season. Get back to the drawing board. And, as you said, trade out the cleats for the Jordans and get out there on the basketball court. Yeah, unfortunately, we'll see this 2021 season come to an end, and at least it went went down the conventional way, unlike last year because of the hurricane. So it was nice to finally be able to call our first Fayetteville Childersburg game. Absolutely, Jacob. The Coosa Valley Clash goes to Childersburg for the second year in a row, and next season we'll have a familiar face on former play-by-play guy analysis analysis. <laughs> K- analyst. Analyst, sorry. Analyst KJ McCurley will be on the sideline for us next year. And and so we'll see. We'll have a bunch of guys in and, and the Wolves hopefully have a more successful season. Reclassification coming up. We're excited about next year, but I'm also excited about having Friday nights back with Maddie. And so I'll probably take her somewhere nice next weekend. Next Friday. Well, enjoy the off-season. I'm headed to Pensacola in a couple of weeks. I'm counting down the days. Well, there you go, Jake. I'm going to miss seeing your face over Friday night. Hey, maybe we can try to work our way into a baseball game or something. There we go, man. We might have to call. You never know what's around the corner, but nice to have, again, former analyst K.J. McCurley here with us tonight. Well, uh, everybody, have a great evening. Have a, have a safe evening. Roads are wet. Everybody have a great day watching football tomorrow. Great weekend, and um, everybody be safe out there. Go Wolves, and once again, great win by Johnny Johnson. They'll finish the season four and six, the Wolves three and seven. And we'll have to see what the Wolves can do next year. You listen to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. WFXO, HD2, Stewartville, and W293. CQ Silicon.
make you wait for their best deals, Toyota of Silicaga is always saving you more and saying yes to credit approval. You'll feel like you just scored a touchdown with the deals we're giving you every single day. ToyotaofSilicaga.com. Right now, get super low 1.99% financing on Camry, Corolla, RAV4, and Prius. And we're offering 1.99% financing on select certified free owned vehicles. Are you looking for extra money? Coosa Valley Recycling pays top dollar for aluminum, copper, brass, steel, old appliances, and even old cars. Coosa Valley Recycling is located a few miles southeast of Silicaga on Highway 280. They're open Monday through Friday. Call for 